streaming live around the world. This is Paper Cut. Why don't we start our own show? With Brad Proctor. I forgot to break up my fancy straw. You sound insane. Do you realize that? And Jay Maddox. We are called Paper Cuts? Who came up with that name? We need like some name tags with our picture on it, all laminated and whatnot. I mean, we gotta look legit, man. We are live. Holy cow. Welcome to No Pants Saturday. Who's with me? Oh, it was always no pants, whatever day. What the hell are we doing? This is the Saturday afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern. We're having a show. We must have had to make some kind of adjustments. I don't know. What's up, everyone? Jay Maddox here, Jay Maddox Entertainment, right over there. Let me click the right direction here. Get it, get it. <laughs> Going up two shows in a row now. Pat Proctor from. That's a, I think that's the new record, right? Two yeah. shows in a row. So, speaking of which, yeah, why the hell are we doing a 2 p.m. Eastern on a Saturday afternoon show? What's this guy's well, fault down here? Where is he at? There exactly. He is. So apparently we've made some sort of an adjustment. Uh, this this guy, he, he, he's in the future. He's overseas. He, yeah. he can tell us what's going on. So it's we bad. have. It's bad. <laughs> it's, the, the rest of the day is rough, guys, let me tell yeah. you. <laughs> oh, it, it's all downhill from here. We have the <laughs> author of Tethered, Juniper, Tome, Milk Kisses, and other stories. Ooh, slid that in there. Only the stains remain. He has a story in the uh, Far From Home anthology of adventure horror, which uh, uh, didn't sit too well. (laughs) (laughs) And and many, many other things floating around around there. I'm just going to stop it right there because if I go through all of them, it'll be Tuesday before we know it. So give it up for Bram Stoker nominated author Ross Jeffrey. Anyone in the, apl- in, in the chat there? I'm, I'm applauding the introduction, Jay. You, you, were, you were well rehearsed there. <laughs> he did, that's the only thing he has to do, and he, he, he hits that on point every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah my, my, one, my one job each week. <laughs> so what's going on, Ross? It's been a while since I talked to you. I, I think last time I talked to you, uh, we were talking about movies. We lots, of yeah. since, lots of changes since then, yeah. <laughs> Lots of changes. Uh, yeah, busy. So I've been a little busy. I'm still a little busy. Um, yeah, Tome was released and then went and got the nominated for Stoker, um, which was pretty cool. Uh, then I've been busy writing Only the Stains Remain, um, short story collection, which is kind of in the works as well. Milk Kisses and other stories. So it's full on, but I'm, I'm loving it. And then I've got an, like a, a novel that is finished, but I'm just... Uh, there's, I can't really talk about it, but there's some stuff going on with that called hostage. You're just teasing us with that one. I know, really. I am. Jay's Jay's desperate to read it because he's in it. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to tell you, buddy. So he's in Jay's it. in one sentence and he's dead. Well, I, I didn't know. <laughs> if I, I didn't know. If if rock falls on. I never knew if I got cut out or not, so I didn't want to bring it up again because I didn't yeah. want to know. <laughs> but then you then you tease it by reading it the first chapter over on a uh, Nightworms uh, channel and oh, it pissed me off more, man. <laughs> Like you couldn't even read the chapter with me in it, right? No, that, that's, that's fine. I wanted the next chapter. I, I, I mean, just just do the whole show. P.S. Jay's Jay's coming in the next chapter. <laughs> Cliffhanger. Yeah. Oh, dirty tease at the end. <laughs> just have Jay waiting. All right. Well, so we're caught up. All right. It's been a good show, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming, Ross. Man, I mean. <laughs> No, he's back. Yeah, he's out. He's out. So, uh, yeah. So, how, how do you find time to juggle all these things you're doing right now and have a job and a home life? Well, um, just being really organized. Um, but I'm not actually that organized. But um, just, I think uh, what, you know, 
COVID, we can't get away from that. But right. that, that when that happened, uh, like I had 15 months off, well, not off work. I was working like reduced hours. So I'd have like three days a week where I'd be at home. Um, and then kids would be doing homeschool. And then I'd kind of just squirrel myself away for a bit and write. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, yeah, so during during COVID, I wrote Juniper, Tethered and Tome. And then um, kind of just started kind of planning other stuff. But like with my jobs, I work for the homeless in Bristol. So right. um, I get uh, I have a day off a week anyway. And that day is normally when my children are at school. So then I'd spend that whole day just writing. Um, everyone's out the house and it's quite cool but um yeah kind of at the weekends i don't do any any writing really i might jot down some notes and stuff but like weekend is kind of family time um but yeah it's got it's got a bit crazy recently lots of (laughs) things going on and people asking for blurbs which i love doing so you know if you need a blurb reach out and try and do it but the future um, yeah lots of blurbs (laughs) reviews and all that kind of stuff but um i'm loving it it's pretty cool so do you think you would have uh, written Tethered and Juniper and Tome that close together that quick if it wasn't for COVID? And I'm not trying to put a, a bright light on COVID at all. I'm just saying, do you think no, no. Um, it contributed I, to getting those out there that quick? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I'm quite blessed, I think, because, you know, lots of people have had a really shit COVID experience with deaths and losing jobs and all that kind of stuff. But for us, it's been pretty cool like we we had to like sell like teach our children at home homeschooling and all that stuff which mm-hmm. is great because we got to see our kids learn and be in charge of all that which is brilliant but um yeah i don't i don't know i've, I've been writing short stories for years and then so juniper was the kind of big step up because that's like a novella um but i think yeah having co having been in lockdown and stuff it did help have the time to write because yeah as soon as i finished juniper i just stepped straight into tome um and kind of yeah just went up to novel and then that went and got yeah bram stoker nominated which is absolutely mental just you know on the, on the side yeah. yeah on the sides you know on the right. side right. Having, having, you know. having your kids home that much i mean like were you ready for them to go back to school i know mine were home for most of the year last year <laughs> we were yeah. like okay next quarter you're going back we can't wait so yeah. It, yeah, it was good. Uh, you know, we, we loved it because we also, we probably must be the only parents that did it, but we were like, okay, we'll, we'll do homeschool. And then when homeschool finish it, we'll work really hard for the first, for the morning. And then about one o'clock we'll stop. And then we're going to like introduce alone time. <laughs> and it was like, you could be at home, but you got to go to your own rooms yeah. and entertain yourselves. So then I went away and did some writing. My wife went and did some other, what, what she was doing, like drawing or artwork and stuff. And then like the kids went off and did their own thing um but yeah no it was cool and then we sent them back and then we were like oh yeah they're back now we don't have to do anything and then there was like you know that want to be in contact with someone that had it and they come back for like two weeks isolation and then it would be right. like and then they decided to close the schools again and we had them on back but it was all right you know i loved it it was really cool let's get off the COVID talk i don't want to get bring yeah. around the show <laughs> i want to ask since you wrote them all basically back to back and i've talked to you about this i felt like there was a great I don't know to say greatly, but there was a big improvement in your writing style. I felt from Jennifer to Tone, but you basically wrote them back to back. So, did you do anything between those two to, I don't know, enhance your writing abilities or get feedback from people or anything like that? Um, I don't. It was kind of just a my uh, my editor Joseph Sale. Um, mm-hmm. He kind of spoke to me years ago, and he was like, I was, when I was releasing Juniper, and he was like, 
you know, this is brilliant. And I said, oh, I'm just nervous and I don't know like to get it out in the world. And he was like, the only way you become a better writer is you write books and, mm-hmm. you know, the first one is brilliant and it's really good but you know the next one you do will be better than the first one and when you look back in years to come and you look at juniper he said you'll be like oh can i re-edit that and get it back (laughs) um but yeah i didn't really do anything different i think it's just the fact of like just reading loads and you know i think last year i read like 170 books and um it was just and that was massive for me because i before then i'd read like four or five a year but (laughs) you know it's just a big jump it's a big jump um and it's just yeah like reading like brilliant people like you know my favorites are king um donald ray pollock and chuck polanick and you know i've reread some of their stuff and and it's the only way to learn is to write and to read more um and yeah i i try to write every day during the week so i have the weekends off as i said but um like some days I'll write, but it'll only be like a couple of sentences. If it's not working, I just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then some days I'll sit down and write like 10,000 words and it's like, I don't know, it's, it's different. But um, So you're not I, one that has to write every day then? Are there, are there yeah. days you'd, you'd go without writing? Yeah, there's some days, like if I'm not feeling it, um, I think like with Stains, it was quite a, a difficult book to write just because of the subject matter. Right. Um, so like there were days where I'd be like, oh, I don't, oh, there we go. Brad's got there it. Um, but I was like, so some days when it was getting to like the dark bits in it, I was like, oh, I just need to just have a day off. <laughs> it was just like, I can't get my head back in that zone. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not one that you have to write every single day, but like I have felt before where I've had a break. I think when I was writing uh, Hostage, which isn't out yet, but I, I wrote quite a bit of it and then I, didn't write. I think it fell over Christmas period, and I didn't write for about three weeks. And I know it was really difficult getting back into it. Um, mm-hmm. So I had to kind of reread it and edit what I'd done so far to get back into the characters and stuff. Um, but yeah, but then that's kind of done. But it's a long-winded answer. But I didn't. I didn't do anything right. in particular, Brad. <laughs> it's but just it's a sort of osmosis of right. Yeah, being in it, just sort of like bike with training wheels. You do it. The more you do it, the better you get. Yeah, and as, like I said, like you know the. the what I class classifies masters like Stephen King, Paul Nick and, and Pollock. But, you know, I learned so much from like other indie authors like Lowell Hightower, Sonora Taylor, Eric LaRocca, like all these people, right? Just absolutely beautiful stuff. Um, and I think I've always had a bit of lyricism and I love like descriptions and mm-hmm. I like really kind of getting people into the, where I'm writing. Uh, so that's always been in my stuff, but just kind of learning from other people is just... Yeah, it's just something I really love to do. And it's not copying them. It's just kind of like know, seeing how they create all, stuff yeah. and um, like how they, like Eric LaRocca, for instance, like how he writes so beautifully is just like, oh, it's just wicked. <laughs> so I tried to add a little bit of that. But um, you mentioned about, uh, you know, taking a break from writing some of the rough stuff. So how does that affect your, how does that get in your headspace? How does that affect you? If you do a really dark scene, do you, stay away from it for a few days or do you have to go like that bedroom jump in, yeah <laughs> or do you have to go like jump into a field of flowers and, and look for rainbows to try to get it out of your system or what um the, the the kind of only time i really really scared myself and it was really dark days was that scene in uh in tone brad that you love um oh, or love i don't know if you love it ever. <laughs> love's, love's not the right word ross <laughs> is, no. is that what we're reading tonight is that, is no, that no. Reading? Um, just a scene yeah <laughs> But it was kind of like when I wrote that, 
it was just a perfect storm because my my, my wife and my children were away and I, it was nighttime and I was like, I need to get this written. And then like I sat down in the bedroom on the bed, like I don't normally sit in there, but I was on the bed and I was kind of like just typing away. And I was like looking around and seeing where things were. <laughs> and then it started raining outside, like really heavily raining. And I was carried on writing it. And it's quite strange because I didn't, it kind of just came to me and I written it all. And then I sat back and then just read it again. And I was just like, what's <laughs> what's going on here and i, I got really scared up there yeah and it really scared me and i was just like I, I don't think i can sleep and then i went and watched like youtube videos of bunnies or something to <laughs> yeah. calm myself down got um, unicorns running around and yeah but uh yeah with stains it was a kind of different um it was more kind of getting in that mindset and and the kind of the, the vicious vile characters that i was writing as right kind of, um it was I, more I would mental. imagine like the, the the content and stains. I mean, that just seems like like I could write the, the content that's in tome, but mm. stuff in stains I, that would really kill me. I think. I mean, I don't know if I would be able to be good enough to to touch something like that. But the way you did it was almost genius because I, I mean, I don't know how it affected you, and you could tell us how it affected you. But like for me, reading it, like it wasn't sensationalized at all, and mm, I was able yeah. to read it because normally I don't read something like that, but yeah. I was able to actually read stains. Yeah, it was um, stains in particular. I went for the kind of uh, when I uh, interviewed Josh Malaman, he was kind of talking about the Lansdale technique of kind of editing as you go. So instead of doing it all at the end, you like once right. you've written something, the next day you'd go over what you just read and and or written, and then just kind of edit it as you go. So I was doing that with stains, and um, uh, I kind of I didn't want to sensationalize anything. Um, mm -hmm. And like the probably the first couple of drafts I did of it maybe had a bit too much like sometimes my wife says like ross you take us there because she reads all my stuff and she was like you take us there and then you just hold us there <laughs> and then when you when you think it's almost over she says then you just punch us in the face as well so she was like just maybe <laughs> take it back a bit take it back a bit and then it would be and i was like okay and then i look, kind of look at it and i'm like oh yeah i say I, I got you far enough i don't need to go any further but um but yeah with that one like there were bits that and i wanted it to kind of be um more the reader's imagination than me yeah. kind of just showing you everything i wanted it to kind of be like right. okay this is going to lodge like the sound of a belt buckle hitting mm -hmm. the floor like you kind of everyone can kind of picture that sound and know what it is and then the kind of whatever happens after is kind of in your head um and i think that there was there was a line i cut which in in that scene where it was kind of like this um the lamenting of springs from his brother's side of the room, and I just took mm. it out because it just gave too much that I didn't need to have in there. Yeah. Um, but mentally, though, it was it was a challenging book just because, yeah, it deals with kind of child abuse, but I don't show any of that. It's kind of all inferred, and you kind of think about it. But um, getting into the characters, because I love writing really nasty, horrible pieces of work, um, and yeah not that i'm a method actor but like when i'm writing it i'm like what would that horrible person do and then it just kind of like plays on your mind a little bit so then kind of yeah have to take a couple of breaks just to kind of let it die down and then come back into it and um i think the hardest bit was yeah just because they're all horrible bastards in it and mm -hmm. it was there was the only ray of light are kind of yeah, kyle and jude and um but even their tortured souls as well um for those uh, in the yeah. chat, the one we're talking about is it yeah. just came out on the twentieth. It's hop over, pick well, it up. Short, yeah. obviously. <laughs> yeah, 
Okay, just want people to chat to know which one we're talking about now. Yeah, so. this one, people. You did a great <laughs> job in that one of the reader knows exactly what's going on, but you didn't have to spell it out for us. And like you yeah. said, the reader's imagination, it's like almost like with horror movies, I think the monsters are scariest in the beginning because they're always in the shadows. You might see like mm. their silhouette or whatever. And then at the end when they show the full monster, it's never as scary. No, so right. you it's sort of like what happens here. The reader's imagination is going to make it more scary than if you were to just spell everything out for them. Yeah, and I think because a lot of people have said, and this is probably going to make me sound like stupid because I'm a horror <laughs> writer and reader and I don't haven't hadn't read Ketchum. Um, a, lot people, a lot of people had said that I, you know, I write like him and it, it's good. And, you know, some people are saying that I'm the new Ketchum. I don't buy that because he's amazing. Um, <laughs> but like it, what he did and, and then like I written most of Stains and then um, I got I got a copy of Girl Next Door and, I, and um, again, Josh Malaman. Like, so I've got a couple of uh, Jack Ketchum's books, but um, Josh was like, you need to start with the best. So you need to read Gold Next Door. And I was like, okay, okay. And then lots of people have said it was really horrendous and they couldn't finish it. And it is bad. Like, it's, you know, what happens is awful. But like, there was nothing in it that made me think, like... Yeah, I'm trying to oh, remember. I, need... I don't think it was very graphy. Yeah, like, there was nothing in it that made me kind of think, oh, I need to put that down. That's too much. Right. But there was a lot inferred and a lot... You know, you know what's happening. But, like, the best yeah. bit of the whole book for me was there's, like, a one chapter and i can't remember exactly what it says but it says something like i'm not going to talk about what happened and that's all the chapter is and it just kind yeah. of leaves that like that's all he needed to say and then you right. kind of know what's happened and you're like oh okay and just the weight of that and that's kind of what i was aiming for with stains is that i want to get you to a point where i can then just kind of just not say anymore and you know or you can mm -hmm. infer or imagine what's going to happen um so yeah, that's that's kind of that. I don't. I can't even remember what the question was. I yeah. think that, I think that doesn't matter. <laughs> more talent as a writer, more talent as a writer to sort of allude to stuff and have your audience go that way you want them to instead of just telling it exactly. Y'all hold their hand along the way. Hmm. There's more more talent involved in that. I think Leslie has a question on here. Uh, are there any inspirations for your work or these ideas that you've been kicking around for a while? Uh, yeah, hang on, I'll show you. <laughs> when i pull out a severed head um <laughs> uh so i got like uh i used to have like a lot of, oh i have i used to have a box at university here's the box you know story the box. You know the box. <laughs> uh so when i was at university someone told me to like the best bit of advice i paid like thousands of pounds for was to get a big box <laughs> um and it's like just put everything you do just you know if you see a feather put it in the box you hear a person you write them down and then you put them in the box and all these kind of things and then when you come to write you can go in this box and find all these like really cool things like photos and stuff um and uh so i have this box why it's, it's developed now it's more kind of notebooks and whatnot because i haven't got space for a box of all my books <laughs> but, um but then i've got like here i've got kind of little uh so these are all different books quickly hide that so no one no one's because your work's oppressive so yeah i've got i've got kind of like uh yeah lots of book ideas but um so there's nine there's ten all there but um and they're from kind of like years of collecting ideas and kind of seeing which one floats to the surface um and then i kind of like yeah just develop them from there and 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 the thing is though sometimes they pop out of nowhere so like only the stains remain was originally um written as a short story uh so me and my friends have been writing the short story every week um since the beginning of the year 
and uh, we'll meet, we'll FaceTime like this kind of thing, and then uh, we'll give each other, we'll give a story title, and then all three of us will go away and write a story for that title, and then we'll come back the following week and read it, and then. Um, but with with stains, like it, it was originally called Duty Paid, and it was kind of just uh, well, you guys have read it, but I won't ruin it for anybody else. But it's just um, Jude kind of running through the forest. Mm-hmm. And then he gets to gets to the lake, and then he kind of just starts talking about bits that are spread throughout the book. But um, and uh, and then when I kind of finished it, I read it to them, and they said, "Oh, that's brilliant." And then I was like, oh, "Okay, that's cool. Like, okay, that's fine." And I left it. But then the the characters kind of seemed to just haunt me. Um, so like Jude in particular, like I like I'd be doing something, and I just think of him, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, what, I wonder what happened to you." like to get you to this stage and like what else happened and so then i just started jotting down some extra ideas and then the whole kind of story evolved from that little short story which was only like i think it was 2000 2500 words mm-hmm. um and then it just kind of grew from that so and then i've i've written my kind of well yeah i have written my short story collection all the stories are ready but there's a couple in there that when i wrote them i was like oh that would be really good as a novella or oh i could expand that into a novel um but it's just having the time. I haven't got the time. <laughs> busy, busy man. Uh, I got to write. I got to write book three for Stygian Sky Media as well for Juniper. So, oh, scorched. Yeah, that's uh, that's in the notebook at the minute with characters, and I've had to go through everything just to make sure that I haven't got people's ages wrong and what characters are what. Because silly me decided to do like a little universe. So, so I'm assuming that's going to be a sequel to Juniper instead of before everything. Yeah, so it's going to happen. Um, so like uh tome is about 17 years before juniper uh mm-hmm. and scorch can be 17 years after juniper okay um so you know maybe some people from juniper might sign up i don't know but maybe just FYI, when, if, when you were telling that story alive. if they're still alive <laughs> when you were telling that story um you didn't realize it but that paper's now been replaced with something else and i have it on ebay just so you know uh, <laughs> I snitched it from you i know <laughs> you just didn't know it with a name like Jude for a character, I'm assuming you're a Beatles fan. I, I just thrown it out there. Uh, I, well, I, actually, I, I think I think Black Acre Doe said, "Ask that." Yeah, Beatles or Stones. There you go. <laughs> uh, I, I would say, well, I love both of them. Um, I would say, out of Beatles and Stones, the Beatles, uh, Maiden and Priest, Maiden. So um, Stones. Yeah, yeah, Stones, Stones are good though. They're, they're you know I can't complain. They're both brilliant. Um. <laughs> But Jude, back to Jude. So, <laughs> yeah, we just got off. Sorry, we could talk music later. <laughs> but, but, but Jude came because I was trying to think of a name that I wanted, and um, uh, and it, I did have the line in the book, but I cut it out uh, just because I, I don't know, I just thought it would be better if it wasn't in there. I didn't want to tell everybody everything. But Jude is the patron saint of lost causes, mm-hmm. um, so I thought Jude having that name would be quite well a That's mirror, very fitting for his character. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but I put like I spoke with my editor Joseph, and we kind of like discussed about having it in there because he's like, "Are you just telling us that because you want to tell us it?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, because that's what I called it." <laughs> and he was like, "Maybe we just pull it out, and then just you know, people might know or might kind of guess that that is that." I don't know if anyone has, but that's why he was called Jude. But, yeah. Some people here in the comments buying your book. Oh, Good thank you very much. Monday. Oh, amazing people. Oh, Brian Boyer, he's halfway through. Yes, Brutal Brian. Brian. For someone you to have talk about a, um, writing, it's yeah. Brian Boyer. 
Really? Yeah. <laughs> do you have a list of names that you could just pull from at any time for any of your stories? Uh, normally, I feel like I, names would be hard to come up with. I don't know why, but just yeah. Uh, normally, I use like YouTubers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, like quite a lot of my character because it's a little, a little thing I love doing is just adding characters that are friends or authors, um, and kind of. I just love using them like little Easter eggs. Right. Um, but yeah, names I find really easy to, to do anyway. Like if there are other people, like it's it's, it's easy. Um, but yeah, sometimes I'll throw a name in. Uh, like I threw, I got two friends called uh, Tomek and Tony, mm -hmm. and um, they were both in my book Hostage. Um, and then when I sent it to someone to read it, uh, they came back to me with some notes and stuff. And they, and he's very clued up, so I'm going to listen to what he says. But he was like you need to cut one of these names because I called him instead of Tomek, I called him Tom and Tony. And he was like, you need to change one of these names because they're so similar. Yeah. And it felt like I was killing a friend. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, which one do I pick? And I was like, Oh no. Like, cause they, they both knew because they'd read early copies that they, but their names are in it. And I was just right. like, Oh no, what, what a choice. But well, they're going to know now because they're watching this, but um, I hadn't told them. <laughs> so <laughs> they'll, they'll find out who made the cut when it's released. <laughs> i think that's pretty cool though like tipping your hat to other things like in tome uh you tip your hat to a couple of books yeah uh, you yeah. know in the community and i know i i know in uh, uh joshua marcella's uh severt yeah. you're in it you yeah, know yeah. So it's like a little paying it back a little bit so that's pretty cool yeah i think in uh in hostage which isn't out yet uh that's got um a little nod to megan lucas who was on your show mm -hmm. um nice. and uh uh, Samantha Kolsnik, is that right? How you say it? Kolesnik. Kolesnik. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and yeah, there's a little nod to both of those in there as well. Um, but yeah, I just love doing it. And I love reading books that have stuff about books. It's just something like, you know, if they mention a book they're reading or there's a character that's based on such and such. It's, right. I just love kind of looking at all that kind of finer detail. So you're saying people have to become your friends and they could probably be <laughs> in your book later get killed or something. Yeah. Well, the the uh, oh, what's his name? Um, uh, Benjamin. I've forgotten his surname. But basically, I said when I was writing Hostage, I said if you can post a picture of you with a paperback copy of my book, I'll put you in a prize drawer, and then you'll you'll be in the book. Uh, and Ben Ben won, and he is in the book. Uh, nice. So it's just a nice little touch, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I can't. I can neither confirm or deny whether he makes it all the way through <laughs> the book, but he is in the book. So with uh with hostage, I think you did some sketches you shared. Like a, I feel like there was one like old fisherman kind of looking guy and stuff. Yeah, I got him here actually. And I, don't, and I don't know if you can say or not. Or will there be any additions of that with those sketches in there? Because I think you've done sketches for other books too. And yeah, so I did uh, in your books. Um, Salvation Spring yeah. for TC Parker. So there's a couple of those for that. Um, but yeah, these are from Hostage. So uh, this is uh, Lara. Um, so I sometimes do like character sketches just so I can kind of know what they look like, right. um, which helps my kind of creative. So this is Fisherman Tony. There he is. Well-read beard, number two. <laughs> um, and then we got, uh, so this is, uh, well, he was called Tom, but now I've changed it. But, uh, <laughs> but that's, that's Tom Barman. Um, and then, yeah, I've just got, oh, Eric. Uh, and then I got like the host that basically what it's all based on, which is the mermaid's purse. Um, nice. 
but yeah so that and like the mermaid's purse again was like something i picked up from my box and we were on the beach in bournemouth and walking along and i saw it and then uh i picked it up off the beach and i was kind of saying to my daughter i was like oh this is a mermaid's purse and you know it's what like shark eggs or whatever and fish and and uh and then it was freezing so we went to like a little coffee shop that was just up the road and as i'd always carry a little pad with me and a, a pen and uh, my wife had gone to get some coffees from the uh, from the counter and i just sat there and within the space of i don't know got to be less than five minutes i jotted out the entirety of kind of hostage like bullet in bullet point kind of like what happens there what happens there what happens there um and that was the kind of one of the easiest even though i did break have a break in it it was the, one of the easiest books i wrote just because it's based on a place i went to stay on holiday in cornwall so it's like by the coast so i knew everything about it like obviously with juniper and tome that's all set in america and i have been there but it's just so much easier writing stuff that you know yeah because <laughs> i have to like make mistakes and i know like kevin <laughs> well red beards was saying my american southisms were off in in juniper and i you know <laughs> they probably are <laughs> um, but uh, you're, you're on the other side of the world so yeah yeah uh, <laughs> cut me some slack um <laughs> just a little bit this time just now, next bit. time you won't get any any yeah. slack off so so yeah so like with uh with tome i kind of i brought in a um so joseph sale my editor still edited it uh but then i brought in um editing badger her name is on on twitter um l and um she kind of helped me with the american southisms and kind of because <clears throat> i wanted the prison to be as real as it could be and like obviously prisons here are completely different to what they are in the states so yeah. i was just like would this happen would you have one of these and and then she kind of helped and it was brilliant because it helped with all of that and and the kind of language and how fleming talks and stuff we kind of discussed right. how i wanted him to sound and then she was like oh does does this sound phonetically how it would sound and stuff um but yeah so i think that's kind of worked out a bit do you think that's like like a common trap for uh writers you know trying to uh create a dialect that's totally different than what they're used to yeah i think it's strange because you know like in king's books he does it all the time doesn't he like he uses right. all these like strange ways someone says a word and I'm, I'm also reading boy's life at the minute um by robert mccammon and and it, kind of in there he it also says says the sentence but then afterwards it's like oh and it said school, like school came out as yeah yeah school, all right, spelt differently and i was just like oh, okay so there, there's those ways of doing it but I think you know uh i think there is the pull for english writers and i'm probably i'm just probably speaking to my, about myself but many others might feel it but there is the pull for us to kind of write in america because horror is so big in america right it is like all the films i watched as a kid were you know all american horror films mainly and um like most of the books i horror books i've read are all american and it's like yeah, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to set it in America. <laughs> and so, oh yeah, but I hadn't thought about like how they talk and all the different words they use. And, um, and, and also like, yeah, Juniper and Tom are set in America, but I was pretty adamant on the fact I wasn't going to go for American spelling, which I know some people like, I think uh, Chris from the basement was like, he uses these words. And <laughs> yeah. He spelled it with one S. Well, so I was like, <laughs> you're not the only one really like, like the, the word favorite. Yeah, it's yeah, one yeah. I see all the time. There's always that you in there. I'm like, no, yeah, <laughs> not yeah. for me. But <laughs> there's some um, some questions up here, real quick. Let's see. Nick Spooky Noodles asks, "What writing service do you use?" 
he's thinking from switching to Word to Scrivener. I don't know. I guess that's what's pronounced. Um, I just use Microsoft Word. Uh, Bill Gates, if you're watching, send me some money. <laughs> Give me some um, money. Yeah. Sponsor this channel. Uh, Get some Spark <laughs> real quick. But yeah, so I use uh, I use Word, uh, but I have like a massive, it's like a four foot by three foot pin board, which I have on the wall. Because I know Scribner and stuff has like all these bits where you can like pull in threads and look up different characters and all that. I just have it all on a big pin board in front of me. Um, that looks like a crime scene because it's got all these little red tags. You got all the, all the the You're like the news articles, the missing poster. Um, <laughs> but uh but yeah, I normally just have it on a big board up like up here, and then I'll just I'll just type and I kind of break it down. So I'll like uh, well, Juniper was a learning curve because it was the first time I really planned anything. I didn't do it that well. Um, but then like with Tome, like I broke down like on the board, it would have like chapter one, and it would be like, okay, that's going to happen, and I need to get to chapter two, and then like mm -hmm. I, you know I'd have certain bits, and like with Juniper, there was the kind of twist which I was trying to like plot throughout. So you could kind of like see where it would be. And like when I was writing, I know that that's where I want it to kind of happen. And, um, but yeah, no, Fantastic I use Fantastic twist too. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, it's a very good twist. Uh, apples, but, um, <laughs> apples. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, like people are telling me, like I've got a friend called Dan soul, who's a writer as well. And like, he uses all like various softwares and various things. And he's got like this little, I don't even know what it's called. It's like a, it's about this big and it's just got like a keypad on it and it's got like just pixels for your letters and like you just, and it's got wow. nothing else attached to it. No like hmm. internet, nothing else. So he, as when he's working on it, that's all he can see. So there's no like no going on the internet on your phone or like on your computer, something pops up and like distracts you and stuff. Um, but he also uses like, uh, he'll, he'll um, record himself talking and it will then he kind of like transcribe it gets transcribed onto his computer mm -hmm. but like he'll walk around like walking his dogs and write write like chapter after chapter but just talking he said it is good but there's a lot of work he has to do afterwards because like you know he'll kind of go off on a tangent and be like oh actually you no know, change that put this back in and then um yeah. but i couldn't do that like i like the process of sitting down and just typing i couldn't like I, I think it but then as i'm thinking it i think too fast to talk yeah so it's like uh -huh. oh and you'd well, you lose still hear some people like still write it out by hand and then yeah, some people Siebel say did that yeah, yeah. And, and then some yeah. people say that they do it on their smartphone or they do a lot of writing Is it I brian boyer so that he just types it on yeah. his phone so i mean I, that'd be so every word would be misspelled for me my yeah. thumbs <laughs> like <laughs> i could go back it's like what does this even mean <laughs> yeah like did i just create a language here or what <laughs> it, it keeps on saying fudging i don't know what that is like, <laughs> that's what's not what i mean <laughs> Oh yeah, Mitch is in the chat here. He's saying Scrivener is too smart for him as well. Like it's just yeah, you need like a degree in it. <laughs> Leslie's got a comment. There's a passage in Tome that made her wonder if that was where Scorch got its name. So while writing Tome, did you already have ideas for Scorch going on? Uh I did, but I can't remember what the line is in that book. So Leslie, let me know what the line <laughs> is. Like say, I don't know. I don't remember, but I feel like it says scorched in there somewhere about how hot it was. It was scorching or something like that. That might be what she's talking about. Oh, uh, maybe. But yeah, uh, I kind of knew, oh, I can show you actually, because I don't know if I'm allowed to, but I'm going to show you anyway. Um, I mean, you're the boss, so. I'm the boss. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know, because, you know, Stygian, Sky Medium might have me. But um, 
You're fired already. Yeah, fired already. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Ross. We'll find somebody else for you. That was really good time. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but uh, if I can find it, hang on. Uh, where is it? Favorites. Um, so when I'm writing books, I like to, like, as soon as I have an idea, I like to design a cover. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I designed the cover for book three whilst I had just finished writing Tome. Um, and obviously these are all being rebranded now with Stygian, yeah. so they're gonna have different covers. Um, so sorry to the guys that bought the other two, and now they're gonna have to buy it like if they want matching covers. You got matching this, ones. <laughs> I don't know if this is gonna come out well, but this was the cover for um nice. book three. House uh, in flame. Yeah. Um and that I don't know how much I can say, but um I mean, another the two previous ones. Yeah. That's so it, yeah. goes with so that would go with the others. So they'd all right. go like the same, same format basically yeah you did those all on canva right i did i designed them all um and uh yeah i designed stains as well so i and i was you know cemetery gates were brilliant uh with this because they kind of saw it on twitter and then got in contact with me and said we're interested in this because i think it was around like pit mad or something like that oh yeah. i never yeah. i never done it before and i just put See, out, they, like, pit mad does work it does <laughs> It does, but I like stop it, Brad. <laughs> but but the thing is, is Pitmad also doesn't work because yeah, yeah. Uh, like I had lots of agents like it, so I sent them stuff, and then none of them have got back to me at all. So I was just like, okay, it's fine. With that, really do you, are you scared at all to put anything on there that somebody might steal your idea? Uh, not has really. That happened? Or don't care. Um, I think it doesn't. The work has to be like finished, doesn't it? So. Does um, it? I'm not really sure. I know I know you're pitching it to sort of agents and stuff, but yeah, I, I think it's like you have to, the manuscript has to be ready to go. So, you know, if someone did steal it, they'd have a good job trying to get it done before I got it out. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, like um, they they reached out to me and kind of said like, we saw the cover, we really love the cover. Would you like? Could we read it? And so I sent it to them, and they kind of got back to me really quickly and said we'd like to publish it. Um, and you know, like Joe, there's brilliant and like lots of discussions and. Um, you know, he did say that we could get a cover artist in to design the cover, but you know, from the feedback that we've seen, and lots of people have seen the cover and really love it because of simple simplicity yeah, and all right. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, they could have made it textured like that, that would have been sweet if it was, textured. yeah, it would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, but damn, Amazon don't do that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, what was it like? What was it like to work with them? Because Juniper and Tome, and was a tethered self pub as well, or did yeah, you yeah. So they're all self pubbed. Um, so what like was it like been, working with a publisher? It's been really cool. Like they've been really open. Um, you know, they know that I also kind of format books as well. So, mm-hmm. like I said, that you know, because when by the time I sent it out, I was I was ready to click like the publish now button. So for myself to publish it, um, so it was all ready to go. But like I so I designed all the kind of in inlays and everything as well so um i don't know if you can really pick it up but all the kind of header pages that look like distressed yeah. and stuff um so i designed all of that and um and they kind of they were just brilliant like i sent it to them uh then they kind of sent me set it all up and like i sent them the kind of formatted files and then they sent me a copy to kind of proofread and then they well and it's all stuff that kind of when you're an indie writer doing it yourself you have to do everything yourself and like the promo for it was amazing because they just kind of said let me know who you want me to send it to and we'll get copies sent out to them so like you guys and like loads of other youtubers and 
so normally I'm paying for those to get sent out. Um, mm -hmm. But like Cemetery Gates was just like, no, we'll pay, we'll cover, the, we'll send them it. That's fine. And you know, you can send they believe in you. That's what it is. Yeah, and it's it's amazing. And and got that uh, Bram Stoker nom now. He's, yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> Put that on every single thing, and you got, that it. Money. you got it. I got my little <laughs> I got my little card here as well, the Bram Stoker like loyalty card. Nice. It's got one hole punched because I didn't win. <laughs> Or uh, you'll, you'll probably get more, or you, you'll get a trophy next time instead of a whole punch. Well, just, a, just a side question. We'll see. How pissed were you that you didn't win? No. <laughs> you come don't on, answer, Jay. You don't answer, you it's don't an appropriate question. Uh, come Jay. on. He knew I was going to ask that. <laughs> I, I, ask actually, that. I actually sent him a message that night and said, yeah. You're still my hero. <laughs> you, you, you're you still guys. the number one Ross Jeffrey fan. Yeah. You, you, guys, you guys reached out. It was very, very thoughtful. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was pissed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And uh, hey, and, I told you we're going to be open here. Come on, Brad. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> it, it, who did win in that category? I don't even remember. Uh, EV Knight, uh, the fourth hall, fourth hall. Okay. Um, but what I was most, oh, no, I won't say it actually. I can't, <laughs> I, I don't want to, uh, but that was nothing about the, the fellow nominees, that was something else, but um, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, moving swiftly on. <laughs> <laughs> Look what you've done, Jay. Yeah, you get me in trouble. Hey, look, look, we'll have Priscilla's got a question to segue. <laughs> How do you choose your settings? I'm surprised I haven't seen anything set in Bristol yet, which I think hostage is at least in that area of Bristol, right? Uh, well, no, it's, it's quite closer than right. closer than Juniper would be. It's closer than Juniper, yeah. Um, so uh, uh, hostage is set in Paul Perro, which is about three hours south of kind of Bristol, um, or south and that way or that way whichever way you're looking i don't know <laughs> um and uh setting wise i i kind of um like uh only the stains remain is set in uh, the forest of dean which is kind of a few well it's about an hour and a half away from me from here um and it's where kind of me and my my friends who we do storgy magazine with uh we go mm -hmm. there kind of like well we had been until covid uh like every year we'd go there for like a little retreat like do a bit of writing, do a bit of work, and then kind of, and they had wild boars in the forest, like just directly outside the door and stuff. Um, and yeah, and with with Juniper, I kind of just always had this kind of idea about this crazy cat woman, um, <laughs> and I just wanted to set it in somewhere, kind of like make my own kind of universe type thing, like Castle Rock and stuff. And um, and then so yeah, with with Tome, that was kind of like just naturally, it just came because. Like the prison was mentioned in there and i was like okay that'd be quite a cool setting because you don't read a lot of prison horror um and uh and then yeah so with the town as well so the third book is, is going to be more of a because i know some people were kind of like i wanted to know more about the town like see more of it and uh -huh. uh, get these fields so in the third one there is a bit more going around to different places so like the, the dead mexican pub and um kind of the, the prison and uh there's yeah lots of stuff going on um and yeah so i i just love like places that are really kind of atmospheric and i love to use weather as a kind of additional atmospheric tool as well so yeah like juniper's hot tomes raining mm -hmm. scorched is going to be snowing um really and, is it snowing uh, or are you just it's going to be snowing yeah as the whole the whole time it'll be snowing um and then and then like yeah so in uh hostage it's kind of like a stormy kind of coastal weather all that type of stuff um uh, well there's loads of people questions <laughs> how pissed was everyone that he didn't <laughs> <laughs> i just did for, see the chat just for record, 
she's a little bit more extreme than just a crazy cat woman. Just, just FYI. <laughs> you say crazy cat woman. I'm thinking the woman on the Simpsons or something. Right? A lot yeah. of cat. A little bit different. Okay. For those who haven't read it yet. So. She's just hungry and needs a friend is all she needs. It's all she needs. <laughs> just hungry and a friend. <laughs> so now I'm really curious about Scorch. Like I was already wanting to read it, but now that it's snowing, it's totally not what I was expecting. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he had to hit all of the different seasons. seasons. Yeah, yeah. Because because t- Tom's yeah. Tom's you said this wet. was set in the UK. <laughs> when I was reading this, it felt like sort of the American South a little mm. bit. Does it ever yeah. say in here like where it's at? Uh, it does say. Uh, One. I think it says something about the Forest of Dean, but it's only like okay. a, a line. Yeah. But you know, people might have thought I was just making up a forest in America, but um, it's yeah, it's written kind of. I tried to like I wanted it set there because I know it and like there was certain bits like when they when on the rope swing and stuff like me and my friends did that like over the and pit it was pit. like big pit and it was like oh my goodness like we, I'm gonna <laughs> fall and break a hip um that would have been a story yeah <laughs> how, how comes Rostin come back from the forest of Dean well he broke his hip and he's still there we just, um, we just left him for the boars <laughs> yeah um but yeah like all um, the uncles felt like very Donald Ray Pollock Megan Lucas, David Joy, just grungy hill. Yeah, like that, that's they're kind of well, Donald Ray Pollock's like, yeah, I love his work. Um, yeah. but I kind of wanted it, I wanted to write it that it would appeal to both. So, like, Americans would think it was kind of, yeah, like even, even the names are quite, they're not very British names that I've used. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of thinking, like, Dwight definitely isn't like a English name. I don't know anybody called Dwight in England. Um, but I was just like, I wanted it to kind of be that because people know me from kind of Juniper and Tome and stuff. So I didn't want to alienate them by going completely setting it in England with like Arthur and Mildred and um, <laughs> yeah, that would go on the night. That would have yeah. placed it probably. So, but, uh, but yeah, so I kind of wrote it openly and, you know, I don't really name much and, you know, Americans love hunting and kind of uh, camping some. out and stuff like that. Some do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I kind of, it's a it's a perfect blend, I think. Like I stayed true to what I wanted to do, which was write a horror set in England. Uh, but yeah. also, you can kind of, if you don't know Forrester Dean and you're reading it, you could think it was in America. So it's, it's sort reason. of a setting agnostic a little bit. Like it could be anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So, so I don't know if I've ever asked you this before. Why dark fiction and horror? I mean, do you think you could do another genre? I know Tethered's not really. Uh, same lines to everything else, but why dark fiction and horror? Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I kind of just write what I like. Um, I've always loved uh, horror since being little. Like, you know, as soon as I got a TV in my room and a, and a VCR, like I was in HMV. Well, look, I don't know if you have HMV where you are, but like just in the in the shop. Getting a DVD, getting a CD, uh, CD, DVD. It's changed so much. <laughs> what VHS, are those things are called? VHS, <laughs> beta. <laughs> um, but like, just going in into this shop and just like look, browsing like the the kind of horror section, and then just like picking a picking a film because of the cover. And like, I think the first one, the first, yeah, the first horror film I watched was uh, American Werewolf in London, um, and probably watched it too young, and uh, scared the life out of me, and I loved it. Like I love the feeling of being scared. Um, it doesn't happen that much anymore. Right. Uh, which that's still the-, the best werewolf transformation scene, I think. Oh yeah, hands down. Like uh, I don't even know why people bother. 
<laughs> just, just stop. Just copy and paste it. Put that in. <laughs> yeah. Just, just. Oh, that's happening. Cut and paste. It's all practical because now they yeah. do all CGI and it looks awful. The practical effects. They, so it, it was American, American horror films you watched when you were younger. Yeah, American horror films. Like I love The Exorcist. Yeah. Uh, the book is even better than the film. Um, Look, yeah, opinion. it looks great. Um, but yeah, like Exorcist, um, The Entity, Poltergeist. Uh, Evil Dead, kind of all of that stuff. Like, if, if only they still made ones like those now, because like yeah. I, I lean towards the uh, Korean-made and Hispanic-made <laughs> horror films now, and there's so much more to it. But yeah, I remember those '70s and '80s American horror films. Yeah, yeah, like People Under the Stairs. Yeah, and, all and, that stuff. Yeah, it was brilliant, and it, it kind of what I love about horror is that I watch it to be scared like right. you know, it's not like something i'm watching and I'm like, oh if i get scared that's good like I'm, I'm watching it to be like and like the only thing the only film i've watched recently was um uh what was it called um oh, i've even forgotten it uh oh, it'll come to me i'll get back to you <laughs> um I, must, uh, I, I can never remember what anything's called josh yeah. is it josh rubin what did he do no director uh um, how news this how news this movie it's it's like last year it was on shadow and stuff i think um i'm looking at well, i should know then <laughs> uh josh gruben oh, oh is it uh scare me or yeah yeah scare, scare me. me yeah not josh gruben he's a singer just looked him up um, josh gruben uh yeah like scare me like was absolutely brilliant um, they were just telling stories. That's, that's just what was great. Telling yeah. stories backwards and forwards, and I'm not going to spoil it, but there not is right. like a thing that happens, and I was just like, "Bloody hell, that is that is proper scary." And it was it was the kind of scary that that stains is, which is like real people, like not 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 a creepy monster, not something. It was just a real person thing, and I was just like, "Oh, that took a that was really good. Well done. Like it was brilliant." Um, yeah, I, I like him. He, he had a hand in the. Uh, there's a new one called uh, Werewolves Within. Yeah, oh, right. that yeah. one looks awesome. Uh, yeah, we watched it a couple weeks ago, and, and my wife actually liked. It. She doesn't like horror at all, but I got her to watch that. And she had, she enjoyed it, so it was comedy. Also, I would say it looks like a great mix of horror yeah. with comedy. Um, but yeah, sorry. And then yeah, dark fiction is just kind of it's just bit like my the first one of the first big books I ever read. Not well, big books. Like I used to read like something called like Not Mount <laughs> Bernard, which was like a little like same sentence again and again. Yeah. But um it was my dad's copy of Stephen King's It. And mm -hmm. uh <clears throat> like I found it and like he used to have like every Stephen King book when it came out, he'd get the first edition hardback and it'd be on his shelf. And um and uh yeah, it was Stephen King's It. And I sat down and I started reading it and I was and it, I took it out to my bedroom so they couldn't find me. And then I was just like oh. <laughs> And I was like reading it. And I was just like, "This is absolutely brilliant." And then like I got scared from it. And um, but yeah, like I, I can see myself writing stuff in kind of yeah Donald Ray Pollock's kind of tone the, and the gritty, gritty type. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't like to write. Feel. I wouldn't kind of write um like romance and stuff or like happy stuff because life's not happy. <laughs> Nothing <really>. happy. Yeah. <laughs> so um, everything you've written so far has been like sort of the real life human horrors do you have any desire to write like a monster a creature feature or like a ghost story or anything uh i would like i didn't realize until and i said this on a podcast recently but i didn't realize until i read um excuse me um patience of a dead man 
mm-hmm. how much I love like ghosts, supernaturally type stuff. Like, yeah, um, that's I like love the twist. I love the twist in that one. I don't want to oh. say what it is for people who've read it, but yeah, it's more than a ghost story. Yeah, it's it's just amazing, and like, I just love kind of the haunt. Like, I don't really, I don't believe in ghosts at all, um, but just the kind of how you can deal with it and and show it and kind of how you can just manipulate things it, it's just really cool um what was the question i, I completely went off topic <laughs> you since everything you've written oh. in sort of the real life human stuff yeah um i'd love to write uh like a creature feature um because yeah. i love kind of james herbert's the rats and um guy and smith and all his kind of stuff and um towards the end of towards the end you sort of got maybe cosmic quarry just yeah just a bit. yeah just a tad just a little bit um but yeah like a, a creature feature would be cool but i did have an idea about ants a while ago but i was just like they just stand on them it's not that difficult is it well, I, don't um, I don't know <laughs> uh, we get ants in our kitchen sometimes man i hate those things they ants, just yeah. don't die i don't know what it is it's like insects it's like Ants, yeah. bugs, spiders. Like, spiders That's need to kill his character off is just have ants swarm over his body. Yeah. Rats, rats, bit by rats bit. and mice and snakes and. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like creature feature would be cool. Uh, you know, like Alan Baxter's the Rue and stuff like that. Like it's yeah. actually the, over here. It's um yeah, it's an expansive thing, but it's just getting the kind of yeah, that's <laughs> it. Brilliant. I'll see you out back. See, um, that's a great tagline to a book. Yeah, it's amazing. But um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just finding an animal that is is good enough to kind of develop. Like, um, Josh Malaman's pearl. Like, his is a pig, and like, it's just, it's incredible. Like, I believe that pig, Jay. <laughs> Jay I believe him. Um, I love that comment on his video. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but oh, yeah. But yeah, that would probably be it. And um, I don't know. Other. I don't like uh, classic monster stuff. Like, I don't like werewolf fiction mm-hmm. um i don't like vampires really i have read it and i like it but nothing has been as good as kind of let the right one in for me that's the best so since you don't like those would you ever want to tackle it yourself and put your own spin on it like the way you would want to do it or no. you just don't want to touch it at all i wouldn't even attempt like <laughs> you know like for me like john other linkfist sorry is um yeah i can't say his name <laughs> like his his vampire book in, in let the right one in for me is absolutely perfect like there are some books that you're just like that's kind of the, the top like you can't get better than that um and uh yeah i just wouldn't tackle you know and i did read um uh like villain may mist's um books vampires because i've been sent them to kind of like review and i, I enjoyed them um yeah. and uh like donnie goodman's got a couple of tiny vampiric bits in his kind of razor blades in my head like there's a couple of stories that short and, story uh, was good yeah like and like the blood is it blood heist i think so blood heist uh, or bloody heist one of those yeah things. that one was that was a good, was that was a good twist on that yeah because i think it's just because they his ones were like dipping his toes in and then coming back out to tell the story like i don't like yeah garlic and like steaks and all that <laughs> stuff just like come on but anyway <laughs> Sorry, I've probably offended everybody in the chat. Vampires, Ross. Don't you love vampires? I know you love vampires. I, I know do. that because every t- every time I see a vampire book, I'm like, Brad. I don't, I don't know out. if I've read a good one. Like, well, I I need to check out Villa Mist. Like, I do. 
I have all of them. I keep telling them I forget to them, but uh, Bloodkin, yeah, Spooky's yeah. saying Bloodkin. Uh, no, I need to check that one out too. So I wanted to ask you, since you know, if you go on Amazon and try to buy Tome, it says you can't buy it anymore. So yeah. what's going on with, with Stygian Media? Is that how you say it? Stygian? Stygian? Uh, I, I, I say Stygian. Stygian? That sounds probably right. <laughs> Which I, 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 I did have to look it up uh, like and see how it's pronounced, but I believe it's Stygian. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how'd yeah, you get wrangled in with them? Kind of, how'd, sorry? So how'd you get wrangled in with them? Um, uh, they'd uh, read Tome uh and juniper and uh they had been in discussions with me before uh the stokers um about stuff and i was kind of like well let's just see what happens like i couldn't once i was on the stoker list i was just like i can't think of anything like i'm just right. like my mind was full and i was just like i can't believe this is happening because i was just like it's just me sitting there writing <laughs> um and uh, if you need to talk about that we can go go ahead just let it out. Just let it out. <laughs> uh, and uh, I just want to thank everybody. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so kind of they were keen, and uh, I, you know, sent me a contract and everything. With this, they told me kind of what their ideas are for release. So it's kind of like limited edition signed and um, hardbacks and paperbacks and all that kind of stuff. But uh, they said that the covers. The cover art is going to work across the three books, which was quite uh-huh. interesting. Um, and uh, for me, like if you put all the covers together, they'll all be one big piece. Yeah, so I mean that's sweet. So that's quite cool. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Sadie kind of messaged. I think I've had lots of people asking, um, wanting to get hold of uh, Juniper and Tome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think obviously because of the Stokers, lots of people were like, "Oh, I need, I want to get it," or hadn't put it on their list to read but I haven't got around to it so they're like, oh, I've tried looking for it but I can't find it yeah. um and uh yeah so that's kind of just been taken off until they kind of republish it um because mm-hmm. obviously they bought the contract bought the rights to the books um but Sadie the other day I think someone was asking about it and I just copied them in and said I don't know anything about release date and then she said that they're currently working on the covers so um I I, don't, I know nothing but <laughs> I, I'm I'm writing the third book. Well, hopefully I'll start writing the third book in September because it's summer holidays now. So I've got my kids home twenty four seven. So yeah, uh, I won't have any time. Do you want to have any say in what the covers look like, or are you just kind of going to let them handle it and see what happens? Uh, I I'm just going to let them do what they do. Like, <laughs> if you like, you know, I I I have designed the covers that I wanted for it, um, yeah. and you know seeing what they do like i have no idea who's designing the cover so i'm not i they haven't given me a name or anything so i don't know but like you know seeing what kind of um death's head press do with their books and because um, jared jared's part of it right the yeah yeah press um we could get justin t coons to do a big bureau split it in half or three books who, who knows who knows but i don't know anything so i want to see i'm i'm not saying he's doing it because i don't know um yeah. but like they're guys that know how to make yeah beautiful looking covers so i was just like okay whatever you do is quite and they you know they've consulted me they've asked me about like um the kind of town location and what it looks like and how it's made up and kind of what kind of things are in the town so stuff mm-hmm. like that so i was kind of like okay well these are a couple of bits visual aesthetic for it yeah 
and kind of like what what's it like there and all just so they can kind of pass that on to whoever's doing the cover so they can kind of get a feel of what it's like so you know no point putting skyscrapers on it if there's no <laughs> skyscrapers i mean the art, the art could be pretty cool so it's not like you're like nope sorry deals off no i don't yeah. know i mean cancel the contracts i don't like the covers. yeah yeah but it's, it's quite cool yeah so I'm, I'm just excited to see what they they come up with because i was like you know i've written it and done it but i'd love to see what you know someone else thinks it looks like and you know I'm, yeah i hope it's going to be brilliant but yeah so what know. was it like because i know originally you tried to get juniper with the publisher and it didn't work so what's it like to have it now with the publisher is that pretty cool it feels amazing <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, professor guy to go on somewhere or whoever he yeah. was what i might do is when it comes out i might send him a signed copy um <laughs> <laughs> i just be like look at me Dedicated. now Dedicated. Yeah. um but yeah no like it's amazing like <clears throat> it, there's a video on my channel if people want to go and watch it but as brad was saying yeah originally i kind of written it uh, an indie press were interested and then this kind of they had a professor who was a writer and you know he works at modern language at university in england and uh, he was reading it to see if it was viable and then he kind of sent me a or told them it wasn't viable and it was rubbish and then went to send <clears> me a kind of two-page email telling me how rubbish i was and that was that was jealousy that was um, yeah, yeah <laughs> telling me how rubbish i was that i i should go back to short stories this should go on the shelf and never be looked at again um and yeah i was just like but then it started, it made me doubt myself and I, I was kind of like, oh, is it rubbish? And then I was kind of getting other people to read it and they were like, no, it's not rubbish. Like, release it. Like, you know, don't worry about this. Do it by yourself. And um, and then, yeah. And then, you know. So let's, let's recap for a second. You're, you're writing books. You're drawing pictures for the books. <laughs> you are uh, uh, formatting other people's books for them. I know That's you've true. done other covers for people. You have a full-time job and you're a family man. When do you sleep? Never. And, and, and now and now that yeah, exactly. And now that you, you have some of the success. Yeah. And now that you have some of the success success that you have, do you find a lot of other uh up and coming writers coming to you for advice now? And do you feel like, hey, yeah, Ross, I mean I mean I can give you all the advice I have because now, yeah. now do you have the, the success you have? It's it's strange because I I don't it is strange because I got I got a friend who kind of thinks that I'm famous and I'm not, I'm not famous. Like you're just, famous, Ross. You are I'm, famous. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> uh, and it was like it was like uh, you know because he like watches these videos and stuff and all this kind of stuff and he's like like I was on Twitter the other day and I saw you on there lots. He was like like one of your tweets got like a hundred retweets. He said you're like famous and I was like no I'm not famous. I was like I'm not famous. Like I'm not. Like there are so many more better writers than me that you know. Um, but like it's been amazing and like i love the fact that you know people have reached out to me and like kind of when i had started i think uh, uh joshua marcella kind of reached out as the first time and um and we kind of chatted and i just love the process and like eric larocco like me and him we send each other he's blown like, up <laughs> he's, he's blown up i wish i could just hold his coattails and fly off of him um <laughs> but uh but yeah, like we send each other like our short stories and stuff. And like I've read loads of his stuff before it's come out because we just kind of, he's like, oh, could you read this novella and let me know if it, because he writes a novella every week, it looks like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's just like, could you read this and let me know what you think? And then, and so that's been great. And then like, there's some people in the chats as well that I've kind of noticed that, you know, they've reached out for like me to help with formatting and stuff. And, you know, some have come and asked, like, you know, how does the Stokers work and all this stuff? And 
I don't know myself. I'm just like they're kind of just struggling along. But I'm just like, well, people helped me when I was doing it, and you know, I want to help other people. And um, and you know, you know, there's sometimes where I can't do stuff, uh, and there's sometimes when I don't want to do stuff. Like you know, I'm just because I am open and friendly and give a lot of time. There are times where I'm I just can't do it, uh, which wow. pains me. But I'm just like I can't take it on. And like Mitch Seaborn love the man like he is absolutely brilliant and you know i dropped the ball because he sent me um the things we cannot say to read and do a kind of blurb mm-hmm. and i put it on my kindle and i completely forgot because i was just so busy with everything and it was on my kindle so i barely look at my kindle um and then i was just like and then i, I discovered it and i was like oh shit like i dropped the he's ball a nice guy he probably forgave you he did i hope he did uh, but I, yeah, and then I kind of discovered it the other day. I was like, oh, I'm reading it and then put the review out and stuff. But, um, you know, that's a rarity that I forget someone, but like sometimes it's just so much coming in. Um, and with Kindle, but, it's like out of sight, out of mind. It's not like you right. could see the physical book over there. It's just, yeah, exactly. Like, 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 the I mean, I, I I just got one. I mean, a few months back, I think, I think your book was the first one I downloaded. I think Tom was the first one I downloaded on Kindle because I was, I was so set against it for the longest time. But um, but yeah, no, like I, I, I don't really know what I'm doing. But if I can help anybody, <laughs> uh, I'm more than happy to help. Um, and yeah, like I, I don't know people. People say I'm successful, but I don't know. Like I've only done a couple of books, and just all sort of happened for you all in a relatively short amount of time. Sort of whirlwind yeah. all of a sudden. Like I, I think I was on a, a podcast the other day, and they said like you kind of exploded onto the scene, and I was mm-hmm. like I. I don't know. I just wrote a couple of books, and they're out. Like I'm quite. I don't like. I don't like the limelight. I don't like. You know, I can talk and stuff and do this. This is fine. But like, I don't. I don't really like cover the kind of. Oh, I'm. I'm. You know, I'm a writer now. Give me. You know, give me this well, attention. As a surprise backstage, we, we weren't going to tell you about this. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Stephen, come on, come on out, Stephen. Oh, <laughs> Stephen. Hey, dang I would just have a heart attack. I'd just be yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> Yeah, we would have um, been able to, to contain the excitement. We would have been like, okay, keep talking. You, Ross, we got keeping Stephen King backstage for an hour, just really? twiddle yeah. his thumbs. Just, just, just let him wait. Just let him wait. Yeah. Um, hey, you want to do a reading or you want to play a game first, Brad? That's, well, Ross can pick. Ross is the boss. Let's do a game. Let's put off the reading. <laughs> as as <laughs> All right, let's see here. Let's see. Now, this I'm game, really, it's really cheesy. And it's probably cheese really is our easy. middle name. Paper cheese, cheese cuts. <laughs> Paper cheese cuts. So we're going to play a game called What's It Called? What's it called? <laughs> you guys have got too much time on your hands. <laughs> so we'll see if this works. I tested it. It should work. So Maybe. With, with, with I think I know in, where you're going with this. <laughs> with you being in the UK and we're over here yeah. in America, so we're going to play a game What's It Called? I'm going to put some pictures up on screen. Yeah, and you tell us what it's called, what we call it here in America, and Jay's going to play too. He didn't know. He's going to see if he can guess what it's called in the UK. Okay. So oh, let's geez. see if we can get. So I've got to tell you what it is in America. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're going to tell so, me so mine. I'll tell you yours. Yeah. yeah. So don't say what it's called over there. Just guess. I, I, I hope I know about. them. Jay. I've already lost. Yeah. So first one, first one up. This one's a simple one to start out. What do we call that here in America? You call it soccer ball. Okay. Or soccer, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. You, whatever y'all uh, call it. Whatever <laughs> you guys either, call it. You call it wrong. You call it soccer. Yeah. You, you call it football? Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Let's see. Next up. What do you call this in America? You call it uh, 
a shopping cart. Ooh, good job. Nice. Yeah. Does it have cart. a different name for in the UK? It does, yeah. It does. Uh, cart shopping <laughs> basket <laughs> thing? Or... And <laughs> need a big X across the screen. <laughs> What's it's it called? called a, a trolley, right? Shopping trolley? Yeah. Shopping trolley. Nice. All right, next up. What's this handsome looking chap wearing here? Oh. Uh, what, on his bottom half or his top half? On his top half. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, is the bottom half, is that different too? Are those knickers over there? Well, you call it, don't you call it pants? Pants, yeah. yeah. What's he, what's his, what's kind of shirts he wearing? Oh, so we, uh, I'd say jumper. Jumper. Oh, sorry, what you guys would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what do we call jumper. 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 Uh, <laughs> you would call it, uh, I don't know, sweatshirt? Close. I mean, that... Yeah. Called a sweater, sweatshirt, uh, sweater, sweater. same category. Jay, what do they call it? What do they call that in the I'm UK? Say jumper. I think you're right. Okay. <laughs> no, you're wrong. It's a cardigan. Oh, it's a cardigan. <laughs> it's it's a a turtle turtleneck. Sort of, some sort of wrap. Is that Fabio? <laughs> Fabio, what's what's this called in America? Right in America, you call that an elevator. What do they call it, Jay? A lift. No, right, yeah. right. <laughs> this is going better than I thought it would. <laughs> All right, what are these called in America? Uh, uh, chips. All right. Cool. Jay, what do they call it? Um, crunch, crunchy discs. <laughs> crunchy <laughs> discs. Get get some of your lace crunchy discs. <laughs> it's a crisp. crisp? It's crisp, yeah. Crisp? Oh, you know, my wife actually told me that when, when she knew we were doing this game earlier this week. And I you forgot. didn't listen to your wife, see? That's what happens I, when you don't listen to I don't to know why she starts out every sentence with, I don't know why you don't listen to me, but still. <laughs> what do we uh, call these here in America? Cookies. All right. Jay? Biscuits. So you, what was your wife saying earlier? Well, okay, so I, I yeah. And what, she might be completely wrong. We don't know. I don't know. Oh, don't say that, man. She's going to watch <laughs> it's okay. so I can say it. I could say it and I won't get in trouble. <laughs> They're... I thought she looked up something. They're biscuits, unless they have like something in them, and then there's just like cookies. I don't know. I I'm lost. <laughs> I would I would say that that picture there in England we would call it cookies. Cookies because they have chocolate but, chips in them, or so you went no, just because they're what cookies are like. That's what you okay. guys make, and we we call them. I think what you guys call them because this American to us. Um, but so we would call a biscuit is just like a. Like a, I don't know, like a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a biscuit, guys. It's just a biscuit, man. Um, so it's not like it's not like a fluffy biscuit. You put like no, no, no. It's like just a like it could be chocolate or you know oat or something. It's just something you kind of dip in your tea if you have tea. So you, you have a little tea. Yeah, you drink it with tea. Yeah, a little cup of tea. A little cup like that. That's how we do it. That's how everyone does it here. Uh, um, I got this one. Jay knows these. You call them fries. Yeah. Yes. What kind of fries? What that's like fries? French fries. French, oh, French no, fries. but not all fries are French fries because no, that's, that's okay. Okay, curly fries. We don't call them curly I mean, French fries. You don't call Cajun fries French fries. No, I guess you're right. Right? Yeah. Oh, I just mind blown. Chips. That's right. Fish and chips. Yeah, fish, that's, fish that's the chips. only way I knew that one. So. <laughs> That I don't. This one might be. Oops, where to go? There we go. I don't know uh, if you want to call this different over there or not. I think you do. You call that a freeway? Uh huh. What do they call it over there, Jay? I was, I was going to say a freeway or a highway for us. I mean, 
depends on if it's interstate or. I think you all call it the the motorway, right? We call it the motorway, yeah. Motorway, because the motors are on the way. They are on their way to a different dimension. <laughs> um, oh, that one! I know that one because I spelled it wrong for ages in tone. Um, <laughs> that's a flashlight. Yeah. Well, they call you, it. You don't call that a flashlight over there? No, no. of course you don't. We're a British. Is, is it a lantern? <laughs> a hand lantern? It's a lightsaber. No. <laughs> what is it? Uh, we call it a torch. Torch. Oh, okay. See, torch for, over here is a stick with fire on it. Yeah. Torch over here, like a, you're, you're like you're a doing, caveman. Um, you're you're putting pipes together with a torch over here. A welding torch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what's the baby wearing? What's he having? Oh, uh, you guys say diaper. How how is that? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is. I thought we would get uh, Ross more, but we're stumping Jay more. Than I know. <laughs> uh, a poop bag or. <laughs> We call it a poop bag. Um, yeah, you put, hold your pinky up when you say it. <laughs> yeah, um, it's called a nappy here. Nappy. See, I've heard these words before. I just he just doesn't know what they mean. Guys, I'm old. Okay. <laughs> All right. What's this called over here? Uh, freight truck. Freight. I don't know. We'll we'll go with that. Usually, it's a semi truck. At least where I'm from, called oh, a semi okay. truck. What's it called over there, Jay? Freight truck. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing, right? Right. Uh, we would call it a lorry. A lorry, yeah. Look, at Jay's mind is just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That might be the last one. Do we have any more? Oh, I think this is the last one. Oh, uh, you call that a subway. What's it called over there, Jay? Um, underground train. Oh, you're close. <laughs> just, cut, just use that first word. I think underground way. <laughs> <laughs> just the one first word, word Jay. Jay. One word. Underground. Underground. It's just the yeah. underground. Or, or we call we call the actual thing a tube. The tube. The, so underground the underground tube. Is that just in London, or is that all over? Ah, uh, that's just in London. <laughs> the underground knows, tube. How's that? Oh, oh, this is the last one for sure. What do you call you know this part of the um, car? <clears throat> you call that? Uh, oh, what's it bloody called? Um, trunk. No trunk. Yeah. Trunk. Yeah. Jay? Jay? I don't boot. Jay has like two points. Yeah. The boot. boot. Put in the boot. I think well, that done. was the last one. from National Lampoon's European Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fun. That was a fun one. That was a pretty cool game. Th thanks for playing that stupid game with us. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Pleasure. How's your voice? Do you need to warm it up some here? It's good. I'll have a sip of the, sip of the beer. Okay. We're going to do some reading or I'll do reading, yeah. <clears throat> so I'm going to read the first chapter from Only the Stains Remain, which is available. I'm, I'm, I'm going to read along. <laughs> read along. <laughs> Your copy might be a little bit different than mine. Uh, yeah. Ooh. Uh, just because I cut something out of it. But um, so, yeah, so. Uh, oh, a content warning. I'll read that bit. This book contains a subject of child abuse. That's it. That's content warning. Um, okay, so here we go. Part one, uh, zips and belt buckles. In the summer of 82, I found out what it took to kill a child. I remember how the mosquitoes busied themselves finding our flesh on, in the long evenings of that shitty summer. How we'd wake squirming in our sheets, covered in raised welts and itchy skin. 
and how we'd lather ourselves each morning with homemade aloe vera balm as we stood incessantly scratching our bites at the kitchen counter, dressed in just our grubby, sweat-soaked pants. At night, the cows would serenade us with lowing from the fields just outside our open window. My brother Kyle and I would lie there exposed to the night and wide awake on top of our sheets, where the heat trapped within our stuffy bedroom made sleep an impossible dream to chase. We'd chase it nevertheless. But this particular night, back in the summer of 82, was the night my father and uncles decided to show me just what it took to kill a child. What I didn't realise at the time was that child was me. It's impossible to shake the memory of that night, the haunting reverie, a rotten tooth I can't stop tonguing. It's taken full possession of my mind, and once I start remembering, my mind runs away with itself, recalling the other nights that soon followed, and the days too, which became bleached with the same torment. To kill a child, I later found out, takes persistence. It's usually a drawn-out affair, though sometimes it can be quick. Most of the time it takes a number of achingly long days, weeks, months or even years. I stumble from the tree line out of breath. I've been running for a long time now and the vista of the lake appearing before me is a welcoming sight. My throat burns and I reach a hand up to comfort the ache, but as I make contact I wince. It feels as though I've swallowed a thistle. I'd let out a whelp of pain but my mouth is so dry my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth like an old flip-flop gummed to melting tarmac. I shamble forward with ragged breaths and shoulder my rucksack. The things inside weigh heavy on both on me both physically and mentally. I drag myself down down the embankment, letting gravity pull me towards the water's edge. Scanning the tree line, I cock my head to the side and listen, wait longingly for the sound of sweet release, but it remains tantalizingly aloof. My body aches to hear it, to feel the sense of unburdening it will bring. But all I hear is the delicate birdsong that reverberates through the trees. I'm almost at the water. I'd forgotten how beautiful it is here, an oasis of calm, only a few miles from the campsite where, my, where our childhoods were erased by calloused hands and cruel intentions. The trees that ring this lake wear their autumn leaves like bruises, brownish greens and yellows, oranges and plums. They remind me of the bruises that ring my wrists all those summers ago. I have an intimate knowledge of these woods. They quickly became mine and Kyle's sanctuary in that summer of 82. It was a place to escape to, a place to discover things, but above all else, it was a place to hide from the monsters that plagued us at night and disguised themselves as family. These forests kept some of our darkest confidences too. Words uttered by brothers from tear-streaked faces and trembling lips. Those laments were buried over time beneath the loam and rotting fauna left to rot in the dark passage of time. But those seeds buried so long ago now return often, and when I least expect them. The worst of them, the thing I saw in the barn. The sproutlings spread from that well of despair like Japanese knotweed, tendrils climbing hungrily for the surface, sifting through and dragging with them all those suppressed visions into the cold light of day. These weeds of the mind are as persistent as cancer and twice as deadly. They choke the life out of anything I dare to plant in that tainted soil, even dreams of a future and the desire to move on. I stand with the sun on my face, the gentle lapping of the lake, a soft melody in my ears. I breathe in deeply, hold the breath in my aching chest and absorb the enormity of this moment, waiting patiently for what is to come. A duck breaks the reeds nearby, 
spooked by something rustling in the undergrowth. I watch as its wings flap loudly, rippling the water as it takes flight. Its loud honking erupts the stillness of the moment. I pull my rucksack from my shoulder and lay it down on the ground next to the outcropping of boulders, which lie haphazardly around the lake's edge as if thrown there by a giant of long ago. I shuffle over to the water, drop to my knees, the sandy dirt and silt cushioning my fall. I've been running for hours. My face stings from errant branches and thorns that snag my flesh. I dip my head forward, lean over the water. The lake reflects a haunted, ma- a haunted man back at me. Sad eyes peer out from a gaunt and pallid face. I hate what they turn me into. I roll my sleeves up. My right arm shimmers in the sun like a fish's scales. Silvery scars mar the flesh in concentric circles, weaving their way up and around my arm from wrist to elbow. They're raised and puckered, smeared into each other in places where the skin melted and the blisters burst, the little atrocities decorating my flesh like melted candle wax. Each circle is a memory, each wound a stain, each stinking one of them a glowing hot ember held to the flesh to seal my silence, all a reminder of him. I punch a fist through the stranger's face that stares back at me from the water. I place my other hand in the water too and begin to rub at the blood on my knuckles and fingers. The water stings the open cuts, but I rub and I scrub their ruin from my flesh with all the intensity of Lady Macbeth, trying harder and harder to rid the flesh of their stain. I watch as the blood slips away into the eddying waters, pulled down within the murkiness, sinking into the depths. Blood is thicker than water. I watch the ribbons of gore spin away from my hands. At long last, I've made things right, my duty paid, and our dirty little secret buried. But for how long this time? I cut my hands and lift the cold water to my mouth, quenching my ravenous thirst instantly. I take another handful and drink greedily. It's only on the third mouthful that I notice that the water has a pinkish hue to it. I spit out the mouthful of water and wipe the back of my hand across my mouth and crawl away from the water's edge. I lean back against one of the boulders and reach for my rucksack. I pull it across the ground and dump it on my lap, unfastening the clasps and pulling the drawstring open. I thrust my hand inside. I feel in the darkness around my collected assortments. I know it's in there somewhere. I don't dare look at the horrors contained within yet. I want to savour each moment when I'm good and ready. All in good time, I have to remind myself. Then my fingers find the sharp edges of what I'm looking for. I pull my hand from the satchel and dump the bag down next to me. I cross my legs in front and stare down at the Polaroid in my hands. There's a bloody thumb stain on the thick white band at the bottom. I lick my thumb and try to rub the smear away. It works. My fingers tremble as I hold the picture of us. The edges creased and marred with the passage of time because the picture was taken back when we were kids, back when we were allowed to be kids before that summer of 82 and the nightmares that followed in its wake, when we were forced to see the ugliness and the brutality of this life all too soon, the summer when I found out what it took to kill a child. Ouch. That's chapter one from The Only Disdains Remain, which uh, is available now. came out July 20th. From Cemetery Gates Media. Cemetery Gates Media. Media. That's a killer, killer, no pun intended, opening line. Did you come up with that, like... Was that original, like as you're writing through, or that come later on and you put it in, or uh, that was the the first line I wrote in the whole thing. Um, it was 
it was in my notebook as that it was like that because i like to have an opening line that i can remember mm-hmm. um and that people can remember and it sets the tone so uh i think it was richard thomas that i was talking to kind of said like first first line in a book needs to be kind of going somewhere and i think he said the gunslinger was like his favorite yeah. opening line he said that opening line is his favorite one um but yeah it's um yeah i love it like I like to have yeah good opening line and all, all my all my work. I feel like in a lot of the reviews I've seen for it, they've all basically mentioned that opening line, like catching them right off the bat, pulling yeah, them, yeah. pulling them in, and keeping them for the whole time. Because it's it's also quite good to kind of like you know these I think uh, beta readers and stuff like because I sent I sent the first chapter to Eric Larocca and. Uh, like uh, I think I can't remember if I had the first line at the first line as it was, mm-hmm. um, and then because the, the the final line mirrors the first line, um, mm-hmm. and like he kind of said, oh maybe you should put like it at the end to like cap caption both so you kind of get to the and I was like that's a very good idea, um, so yeah so credit Eric Larocca for that as well because he was very helpful, um, but like with this one in particular like I I was I was sending it to him like I was writing like a few chapters and then I'd like send it to him to say could you just check that I haven't gone too far? And mm-hmm. he was kind of coming back with his stuff that I was reading for him. And he was like, Oh, could you read this and see if I've gone too far? <laughs> and it was like, we were like just censoring each other. Like, Oh, I think this bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was cool. Um, and yeah, like I can still remember Juniper's one, like, you know, it was the summer that everything burned. I was just like, oh, that's yeah. wicked. Like, good one. Um, How close do you follow the reviews though? Uh, are, are the reviews doing pretty good for this one? I haven't checked lately, but do you, uh, do you check those regularly? And how do you deal with the negative? Are you, have, you probably haven't had any negative ones yet for this, have you? Uh, no, like I think the, the lowest I've got is a three star, but. I, <laughs> I how does three get in here? Third. Yeah, I don't know. But like, um, I have been following this one just because I wanted to see how different it was for me. Like, obviously, because I've been doing it self published mm-hmm. for so long, like seeing how the scope and the spread of kind of working with a publisher helps. And I just wanted to kind of see what the difference was. Um, So kind of this one's been out since Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday and it's yeah, 44 ratings. So it's almost at 50 in the first kind of week, which is pretty amazing. It's only been out for four days. So yeah. Yeah. So it took me like, I don't know, probably about six months to get Juniper up to that. (laughs) So I was like, but then I don't have that nice title the Bram Stoker nominated author on there. But then also like Nightworms did their book party for it. Yeah. And yeah. Like, I think loads of the reviewers that read it was the first thing they read of mine. So like, I don't know them, like they don't mm-hmm. owe me anything, like nobody, you know, so like they, the five star reviews that they gave me were like, you know, brilliant. Like, yeah, I think I, I just remember, I, I didn't copy my uh, review over to Amazon yet. I hate the fact that they don't allow you to do it until it comes out. It yeah, I put mine on there and they rejected it. <laughs> did they? Yeah, I get the email back saying, "Oh, thanks for submitting a review, but we couldn't post it on there." So I got. To I'll, go I'll do that tonight. I, I totally forgot that there's a couple of books I need to transfer over to Amazon. I need to. I, also I need don't remind understand. Us. Like with, with Amazon and Goodreads, they're the same company. Yeah? I know. Yeah, but you could do. So why don't they just copy all the reviews over and then it'd be like, I don't know. And I, See, Goodreads, I hate, you I hate you when get they get re- away with a lot of cuss words in Goodreads, and Amazon they reject it right away. So yeah, and they never tell you why it's rejected though. They're just like, "Here, look at our." Uh, policy and figure out for yourself so you have to like comb through and figure out because i put my um saw blood one on there twice and they've rejected it twice so i don't know what i need to take out mm. yeah 
I think oh, yeah, I'm, I forget to transfer over. I think yeah, I've been putting pictures on there, and I have my little logo on the pictures. So I wonder if I've take that off, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, like reviews, I, I kind of like just take them as they are. Like I'm a reviewer as well, and um, it's brilliant if a book's doing well. Like I mm -hmm. like it, but um, and you know, like most of my books, you know, I think Juniper's the only one that's got like I don't know, like yeah, over a hundred reviews. Like this. That's crazy, crazy reviews for me. I'm like, 100 reviews? Like, big time. Um, but, like, you know, Eric LaRocca's got, like, on his new book, like, 2,000-something. I was like, what? Yeah. Um, but, like, and then he's also sold another, like, I don't know, 10 million copies. They've sold, like, 10,000 <laughs> copies last time I saw they posted yeah, that. It's crazy stuff. And, and you know, like, I'm sure Eric won't mind me mentioning this, and if he does, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but, uh, like... We sometimes like converse with each other about kind of, you know, how difficult it is being a writer and, and kind of dealing with criticism and stuff like that. And, you right. know, and we both look after each other. And, you know, I've had people criticize my stuff and I've gone to Eric and been like, oh, I'm having a down day today because of this. And, and um, and you know, like, I, I can't remember what it was. And I know it's probably bang out of order for this person to have done it. But, excuse me, they... I know they, they slammed kind of a, a, I think they were drunk at the time, but they slammed the reviewer because they got a 4.5. Oh, yeah. It's the, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember who it was. Laura Hughes yeah, yeah. or something like that. In, in that I don't think that's her name. And she kind about. of like slammed the reviewer and was like, you know, oh, you guys have the balls. You need to like just give me a five star. Like, why are you mm -hmm. hiding behind the four point? And, and, you know, and everyone went mental because it was like, well, don't, you don't, that's right. that's a really good review. Don't tell us how to review your work, and you know you saying you need deserve the five, or whatever. But then I didn't um, I didn't agree with the dogpiling that happened, and they went and tanked her book. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you know that's someone's work, and I know she was an idiot. Um, but and and she came out and apologized, and I don't you know I don't know I don't get into all that politics stuff, but I was just like looking at it happen, and then like just seeing people going, I'll go over here and do this, and you know give her a one star rating. Like people haven't even read the book. Yeah. Um, and I, was I, like, I hate that when they don't they say they didn't read it and they yeah, give you the I didn't read it one star or I didn't yeah. finish it one star it's like well if you didn't finish it how can you judge it yeah um but then like uh, you know like Eric the other day had people that were kind of one starring his book for I don't know whatever reasons it was yeah. that yeah. hadn't read it and I was just like it's just like people are just jealous half the time um and I'm just like yeah because I would never one star a book if I hadn't read it or you know, right. I didn't finish it. Like I didn't finish a book a couple of weeks ago, but I didn't. I just kind of finished, ended the book, and didn't leave a rating, and just kind of wrote a few things of what what I thought about it. Like, yeah, but I didn't finish it, so I can't tell. Or you. just don't review it. I mean, yeah. I've, I've not finished a lot of books, and I just don't review them. I mean, why? Uh, what I don't like, you may like, and I'm not going to bring it down because I didn't finish it. You know, I, I might have liked it the second part of it. I don't know. Yeah, but that, that's just an example of social media just being so evil Toxic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think if you have like a following as a reviewer like if you don't finish a book you can still leave the review saying this is why i didn't like it because people are following you and they might have the same taste but don't yeah, yeah. rate it don't you know just leave the rating out yeah yeah, yeah. And i think as well like um like i've bought books on a one-star review because I've been mm -hmm. like, oh, they said they hated this and hated that. And I was like, I love that. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to get that book. Well, there's a perfect um, example. It's called uh, The Wolf and the Watchman by Nicholas Knock Ockdog, I think. It's like a historical fiction, like murder mystery kind of thing. If you go look at the reviews, most of the one-star reviews are, oh, it's so gruesome and gory and just heinous. And like that 
speaks to me. To go read <laughs> your erotica yeah. stuff, you know. Let me, I, pick, I don't let me know. check that up. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's strange. And you know, fortunately, I haven't had that many bad reviews. Like, um, I think I've only, I think I got one, one star review on Juniper. I had a couple on Tethered, but I think people have bought the book thinking it's like some type of like romance book, like because it's something like that's not. Yeah. And then they read it and they're like, "Oh, this isn't what I thought it was." But then they just <laughs> leave like one star, and I'm just like, "Oh, at least tell me why." Right. Like, it, it, yeah. That's always been my thing too. Like. It, if you don't like a book, that's fine. If you're going to rate it low, but have a reason why. Don't say this sucked. Yeah, I don't know why you don't like it. I mean, it sucked. Well, what sucked about it? What didn't sit with you? And, and I just, I don't know. Maybe just because I review books too, I get irritated when someone just says this totally sucked. Don't read it. Give me a reason why. Because well, I've had, I've had a few stinkers. I mean, I've had a few videos where I didn't like a book. <laughs> but I gave you reasons why yeah, I didn't yeah. like it. <laughs> so. It's the same the other way around too. They'll just say oh, five stars. It's amazing. Yeah, and yeah. It. It's so well, great. Why, why is it amazing? Why is, why it, is amazing it great? And why do I need to read it? Um, yeah. But also, like when when reviewers get personal, I'm like, that's. But this is as a, as a as an author. Like I'm like, yeah, there's no need to get personal. Like I don't. Yeah, there's get no need to and, attack anybody or. Like I think Eric had someone it. comment on his book on his latest thing. Things have gotten worse. Saying like. Have you checked out his like profile? He's quite clearly like looking like this, and I was like, and that's why you gave him one star. Like, yeah, come on. Like, but anyway, I, I don't, I don't know. So that's, what, that's, what got again, you? That's social in, media just. Uh, what got you into doing a booktube channel and reviewing? Since you were um, busy with everything else, what made you want to? I wasn't busy enough. Even more of your time. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't busy enough, and I. These cost me a lot of money, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. You and Brad both. Yeah, because I used to, well, I still do. Like, I do reviews for like Storgy Magazine. I've done that for like five years. Um, mm. And then I was kind of thinking to myself, like, I I wanted to kind of, I thought doing a booktube would be less work. Um, <laughs> nope. Because wrong. I wouldn't have to write the review. And then I was like, well, actually, no, I'm going to need to write the yeah. review to read the review. Mm-hmm. And then I've got to upload it and then do all the videos and find the time for that. But again, it was during lockdown. And I was like, I've got extra time um like i i followed kind of like um i think it was you brad and i think um kevin well read beard um i think they were the only two I, and nightworms i think were the only ones i kind of followed originally um sorry jay um i know i'm used to it but, like i was kind of like um jay's like usually followed... left out on his own show while he's on the show yeah yeah ask laura hightower who show this is yeah yeah <laughs> Brad, your electric going. I can't can't quite see you. But yeah, like um, I just thought it was something cool to do. Like I, you know, I'd write the reviews and they go on kind of storgy. But I was thinking actually, I could probably reach a wider audience for people's books if I did a YouTube channel. I mm-hmm. kind of looked up like how you did it. Like I do mine on my phone. I don't know how you guys do yours. Yeah, um, I film um, everything on my phone. Yeah, yeah. So when it, when um, it works. <laughs> I did, yeah, I did it on my phone, and I was like, "Oh, it's easy." And then I got like the editing stuff on there, and you can just upload it straight away. And and then I started doing it, and I was like, "Oh, this is really cool. Really enjoy mm-hmm. it." And I was really enjoying it until I had to go back to work, and then uh, obviously fitting in with writing and reading and reviewing. And um, but I'm still doing. I'm still trying to get them out when I can, but not as as quickly as I'd like. Like I still do my monthly wrap up and stuff, and um, yeah. and I'll try kind of. Well, my reading's been rubbish this month, but I'll kind of cherry pick which ones I all put on um, the channel. Like before, I used to do all of them, mm-hmm. every book I read. But um, 
I've decided that uh, I'm going to start kind of cherry picking which ones out of, you know, because I've only got a certain amount of time and I'll just be like, okay, this is the one I'm going to put up today and this is the one I'm going to do. And, you know, those other six, I'll just still review on Goodreads and stuff, but I won't do a video. Yeah. Um, but they'll all feature in the end of the month thing, like which books I read and I'll give a little spiel. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Like I really enjoy it. Um, it's just chatting about books, which I love. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm very inconsistent with mine. I mean, Brad's got a schedule down. He does. No, I don't. I do days. like sometimes I do three weeks. Sometimes I do one a week. I can't, I, can't, I can't believe you do your like weekly one. Like, yeah, I, this is what I, I, I read I, yesterday. I, I did I'm two like, weeks in a row. I was like, I'm done with this. I'll do it whenever <laughs> I feel like it. That's honestly the easiest one to do. Yeah, but I'd still be reading the same book for like three hours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this it's is like, what I'm reading this week. Um, this one. Like, I'm book two. All I'm, these I'm book this two, week. Yeah, really. I'm book two slowest reader. So my wrap up three weeks in a row. I'm still reading. Only the stains remain. <laughs> I'm on, I'm page, on page 53. <laughs> Think of all that exposure. I know. I mean, that's yeah. it. Just, if I talk about the same book every week, that's great. People are yeah. getting that ingrained. And I, I didn't realize like Tuesday was for tags. Tag Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Tag Thursday or something. I didn't know there were so many rules to it. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I don't, although I am a, like a booktuber person thing, one of us, like I don't... Um, I don't do much of the kind of social interaction with yeah, other yeah. bits. Like I don't get the book tags. Like someone tagged me in something and I was like, Oh, I don't even know what I do. <laughs> um, every time now, just every video. Like all, all your little videos that come up with the little cover of the book here or whatever. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. So I'm just like, <laughs> this is where the book is. I haven't got the book. But, um, but yeah, like I enjoy it. It's great. Like I get sent books all the time from publishers for Storgy, but then I, you know, oh, you get some good books from with Storgy. Yeah, got some lovely. What, books what are the um, the big hardcover ones you get? You got Misery recently and like Jurassic yeah, Park, Folio, yeah. Folio, yeah, Folio Society. He gets the fancy books, Jay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he showed me. <laughs> Look I was it. jealous. Nice. Yeah, it's got the slipcase and everything. Slipcase, like photos in it or photos like artwork. The Jurassic Park one was awesome. And that's not one you read. That's one you put you, you put on shelf. You read yeah. something else. Yeah. I, I read the paperback. And yeah, it, yeah, he exactly. reads the paperback and he holds up <laughs> the pretty the pretty misery copy. But yeah, the Jurassic Park one's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they sent yeah, I, I've got a good working relationship with them, so they send me quite a lot of stuff, which is good. So how do how long have you been working for storage? You said four or five years. Is that what you said? Uh, yeah. So it's longer? been running for about seven years. So then my friends, like I, my old flatmates and stuff, and um, they set it up as like a, um, it was like a short story thing. So they'd set a title and then like mm -hmm. kind of like what we've been doing, and then um, everybody would be a, like you could log on, get the title, and everyone would send in their submission for that title, and then pick the best one, and then they'd kind of put it on the site. Um, and then they were about to fold because they didn't kind of they didn't want to do it anymore. Like it was getting too much. And then they kind of approached me and said, "We're thinking about closing it. Like we don't know like what's happening." And I said, "Have you tried doing book reviews?" And they were like, "Oh, we didn't know we could do that." And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, well, why not? Like it's a lit literary magazine. I was like, why don't you get book reviews?" And they were like, "Oh, would you come on and do some book reviews?" And like, and I was like. Yeah, and then I was like emailing all the publishers, like, <laughs> whole of whole of the world, being like, "Send me your books." Where you know this, 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 and then it just like took off and Blew up. they've like and now, yeah. now they're publishing books too, right? Yeah, so we published. Um, I've just got to yeah. count now. I've got so many. Oh, there's uh, Parade. I don't have Parade somewhere over here. Uh, yeah, I think we published eight, eight, nine books. Um, 
yeah, parade, pain sluts, uh, this ragged wastrel thing. Um, that's a great title. Yeah. Uh, oh, hopeful monsters. That's like kind of uh, set in Minnesota. It's like short story collection by American author uh, Roger McKnight. Um, and then we did. This is my favorite one. Oh. Uh, Shallow Creek. Um, that's a cool title too. So it's uh, kind of all short stories set in a fictitious town, um, but it was a competition. So we would set the, we would they'd sign up for it, and we would give them a character, a location in the town, and an item, and then they they wrote it. But um, like that's a cool. I like that. That's a cool idea. Yeah, it was brilliant, and it was kind of it just took off, and it was um, they all wrote their separate pieces, and then. It was, I don't know how we managed it, but every single piece that came back that we accepted kind of fit into the collection. So you'd have like a character pop up in another story that written by someone completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, and but you'd see like the, the, the clown was walking down the road or something, or there was something else that was like, and then they reference other points in the town where other stories take place. And it was just, it was amazing. It was really good. So are those sold was, directly from Storgy or can we get them on Amazon? Yeah, you can or? buy it. Uh, I think you can buy it from Amazon now, but we, okay. we, have all our books on storgy because we get more finance more money. But, like right. sending it to america is so expensive so we right. were like we'll put it on amazon and then they can ship it and print it from there so it's easier for americans to kind of get right. the books so that you storgy- end up paying more than what we kind of would charge for it <laughs> charge for the books so that's like oh it's crazy so how did you all go from almost folding to doing reviews to then making your own books what was the step from reviews to um i think we've all been we're all writers um so uh my other friend uh tony or anthony self he's got a book coming out soon called birthday treat in october it's his debut um and uh atomic as well he's been working on he's got a short story collection coming out um well we've all got a short story collection coming out in kind of december so all this all the ones that we've been writing at the moment Mm -hmm. um and yeah we just kind of love we love the platform that we've got and you know we shout about everybody and it's kind of what i do now anyway um you know just shout about other authors and promote people more than i should more than i probably promote myself but um but yeah it's just something that we've always like ingrained in our practice it's like yeah we're going to raise other people's you know platform and profile and you know we've published people's first short story ever Mm-hmm. And then they've gone on to like have books published and you know do us and it's not we're not saying like we did that but we gave them the foot in the door to kind of get published online and stuff. Right. And yeah, so I think one, two, three. Yeah, pretty much all of the books that we published as a publisher have had a piece published on Storgy before because we've created like this community and we're like you know we get to see all this amazing talent that's not been picked up yet. And we're like, okay, so we have uh, this ragged, wasteful thing. Um, we published his first short story and kind of, we were like, okay, we want to work with you in the future. We don't know when and whatever, but we want to do it. And yeah, we're publishing his trilogy of books. So that's the first one. And then we got another two. Um, and it's just, a, it's just amazing to see. And like, it's just, we just love it. Um, and yeah, it's just gone on from strength to strength. So it was publishing online, and then we were like, "Oh, let's you know, should we try a couple of Kickstarters and get some funding in, and then do this?" Um, and then currently, 
we've kind of applied for like arts council funding in mm -hmm. England. So I don't know what happens. Like, you know, everything we make from Storgy goes back into just publishing more books. So we don't, right. I don't get any money from, like none of us get any money from it. Yeah. Um, it just goes back into the kitty and then we just release another book. Um, so, so yeah, it's kind of just self-sustaining at the minute, but we want it to be in a position where we can be like, okay, we want to publish this person, this person, and this person, and like maybe reach out to people and say, we've got an open submission period, send in your stuff and we can publish it. But at the minute we only publish as far ahead as we can afford. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's another outlet. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. So as we start winding down some here, what what are you, um, Brad, I don't know, you probably have another question, but what are you reading? Who are you reading right now? Who am I reading? So I'm reading uh, Robert McCammon. Mm -hmm. uh, Boys is, that your, is that your first Robert McCammon? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, again, someone, people have said I, I re write like uh, Jack Ketchum and Robert McCammon. I was like, I never read them, so I wanted to read them and see. Um, I... Should be, season should be your next catch by the way so razor blade tears is going to be my next book um everyone's talking about that one right now yeah and i'm also reading well rereading uh knock em stiff uh donald ray pollock i read it ages ago but i wanted to kind of reread it i need that um, one and uh i've got on my kindle which i need to not forget about um <laughs> is uh Zachary Ashford's um, new, I think it's novella. Um, so he he wrote uh, Soul Survivor books, the mm -hmm. yeah. drop, mon drop monkey things. Um, so I've got that to kind of read, um, and that's about it at the minute. Because I, yeah, I, I've struggled this month right reading, but I got loads of books for my birthday as well, and I was just like, oh, so many books I want to read. No, but you've been busy doing other stuff, so you you have a good excuse. I guess for, you have a pass, yeah. okay? I mean, <laughs> got a we'll pass. Deal with it. I also like. I've also been reading this, which is really good. Um, okay. <laughs> I've, heard it, I've heard it's not too bad. Um, but yeah, no. Um, what are you guys reading? Well, let's skip Jay for a second because we'll be here for an hour and a half. <laughs> I, I, I just I just finished um, <laughs> Eric Laraca's latest short story collection. Just so you know, strange thing we become and other dark tales. So I, I got to actually record the review this weekend. Um, Rob Shepard and Roland Blackburn. I'm hopping into you now. They're both upstairs, but yeah. That's so I'm it. working on it, Brad. I'm doing the press of feathers. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm liking that one. I started, where's it at? I started Savage Island the other day. It's pretty good so far. Who's that by? I'm, uh, Brian Moreland. Oh, okay, yeah. Silver Shamrock. And I'm working on um, Bo Johnson's Brand New Dark on Kindle. It's pretty good so far. Oh, wicked. That's um, the continuation of uh, Rider. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I guess I'll throw this in since you all are huge fantasy fans. I'm reading this too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love like fantasy. Twelve hundred. I know it's your favorite. Fan, it's your it's favorite genre. It, it really keeps the door Jay, open. <laughs> you and Jay love fantasy and sci-fi. <laughs> I just oh. uh, finished uh, Beverly Lee's new one too. Oh, House of Little Bones. Yeah, yeah. I did a review for that. I downloaded Mitch's new one. Mitch Seaborn. I I call I call him by his first name like we like we're buds, best buds now. Buds now. <laughs> Me and the M dogs. <laughs> hey, Mitch. You know. Yeah, his uh, short story collection. I downloaded that. Today. Yeah, I, I bought that today on uh, paperback, so it's coming in the next couple of days. Oh, that's uh, a cool title. Faces Beyond the Veil, I think. That's cool. Mm. 
I'm sorry, Ross, but I, I had to download the fourth horror just to see how good it was. I apologize. I, 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 apologize. I have no hard feelings for Evie Knight. Let me just put that out there. No hard feelings. <laughs> and, um, and I've been wanting to check out um, uh, some S.H. Cooper, so I got Inheriting Her Ghosts and a few other ones, too. Is that our newest one? I think so. But I have a it's couple... Got the, it's got the little girl on the cover, right? With the yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that one. But there's a couple on uh, Kindle Unlimited, too, that I'll check out. She's got one. The Festering ones, I think, is also her. People really like. Yeah. I think that's a novella. Some people are in the comments reacting to your, your reading earlier. My reading? Yeah. Oh. It was very powerful. Have to read it. Bravo. I think we sold a few books, didn't we? That was amazing. I think I, I saw... So Lewis four or five people he, say they, he completely they forgot he could have read along since he already has <laughs> Then we have the one and only Megan Lucas was here. I don't know if she's still here or not, but she has a story on Storgy called Frogs in the Pot, I believe that's yeah, right. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. Really, that's, really that's cool. Brad's that's favorite. Eyeballs. It's yeah, awful. That's, it's 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 Megan Lucas like you didn't know Megan Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> it's that it's that other side of her. Well no. <laughs> I always thought that. No. <laughs> Like this, like claustrophobic stuff, and then eye horror just are the two things. Like, nope, can't do that. Like, I'll still read it, but it makes me, it makes me like physically cringe up. I was gonna give a spoiler away then, but I, I won't for stains. But well, it's, uh, it's your book; you could spoil it if you want to. <laughs> well, no, but like you saying, I I stuff was was bad. There's an eye thing in stains, isn't there? Was there? I don't remember. Maybe I blocked yeah. it out. <laughs> Maybe you passed out. <laughs> there was. There was. I blocked out. It's completely. Yeah, you just skipped over that whole part, didn't you? Um, and Rob yeah, Silver was talking the other day that he's got a whole short story about cutting people's eyeballs out or something. It's like I can't read that. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one I just read that's in Eric's new book. Deals mm. with someone missing an eye. I guess I could say. Okay. <laughs> and his, his, I mean, what is it? Things have gotten worse. That touches. It doesn't go there, but you know it goes there, even mm. though he doesn't say it goes there. Especially the end. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm talking about the short story uh, collection I just read. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was talking about one. the the things that remain, or whatever it's called. I'm mixing the titles up now. Only the things <laughs> remain, and things, the things, that, are, things that remain. The strange things, the things that remain. Yeah. So you all need to co-write a story called "The Things That Remain." <laughs> I think you mixed up Mitch's book, my book, and Eric's book. So. Just put everybody there you together. Go. It's, it's, a, it's one of those mashups. The do yeah. easy, easy books now. So what do you have on the horizon? Can you tease anything <laughs> besides hostages? Um, what have I got on the? Uh, so I am writing um, the third book, uh, Scorch for Juniper. Uh, I will start that in September. I. Um, have two short stories out for uh, submissions, so that's with. Um, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna tell you tell you. So hopefully I'll come back and be like, yeah, they got in. Um, <laughs> one is for um, I keep on forgetting the publisher, but it's uh, Laurel Hightower's kind of identity horror. Oh yeah, thing that she's leading with. I can't remember the press. Um, which the cover is really called Jimmy did the cover right. Pulling the yeah yeah. Off. Pulling the face off, um, and then the other one is um, gone to um, uh, Andy Andrew Cole and Gabino Iglesias's kind of um, found footage horror. Oh, that'd be um, cool. So I sent those two off, and then I'm currently working on. Well, it's, it's done. I'm just editing and kind of formatting stuff. Uh, my debut short story collection, um, which is going to be called "Beautiful Atrocities." Mm -hmm. um, and that I'm hoping that will be out in in either end of November, beginning of December, 
around Christmas time. Um, but we shall see. Are you are you going to self publish that one, or are you trying to put it? Uh, I might self publish it. I, I'm not too sure. I have to check my contract with um, Stygian to see if I have to send them whatever I'm going to publish next. They have, I think, they might have first refusal. Um, but yeah, so I, I need to check that. But if they if they don't, I'm going to be self publishing it. I think because I like the the. I don't know. I, you know, I'd love to be in a massive publisher. That's brilliant. But I think I, I quite like doing uh, like an independent release by myself and then doing something with a, like, a, especially as people kind of starting to know who I am. Yeah. And like, and it's quite nice. To, it's quite nice to do both. Like I love, I've loved working with like Cemetery Gates. They are absolutely brilliant. And I'd highly recommend anybody to like, if they have an open call or you can work with them do because they've got stuff like with Tyler Jones coming out soon, Gemma or more. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's a couple of others, but I've forgotten. Um, but like they're, they're brilliant and you know, they've been really helpful, supportive. Um, and you know, they've messaged me and said, you know, we, we've gone with your book and it's taken us in a direction that we haven't done before. Um, you know, this is quite different than what we normally do. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, they've been, yeah, really supportive, you know, for, for an author's point of view, it's not about money for me. Like I don't write for money, but like all that side of stuff has been done like seamlessly. Like, you know, they, they wanted to accept it. I sent them it. They sent me a bit of money. And then they, like, as soon as I finished the edits and sent it back, it was in my bank account, like within an hour. It's like, it's always, it's always good to have a press that <laughs> yeah. pays. <laughs> yeah. Cause like some, some presses don't. And like, you know, yeah. we've had there's some that have that bad publicity where they're, they're yeah. pink now and they never paid people or like, whatever. Uh, Here's, here's my work. Here, I have a list, by the way. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> so, some are like, oh, here's, here's my work. Uh, you know, oh, yeah, we'll pay you like in a couple of weeks. And then like a month goes by. And then you're thinking, do I contact them to ask for my money or do Put I? Put you in an awkward situation. Though. Yeah. And it, like, I hate talking about money with people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just like, if, and even like, some, like with my kind of formatting for people, like, some people are just like, oh, how much do you charge? And I'm like, I'll oh, just pay me what you want to pay me. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I don't like, I don't like talking about it. Yeah. it. But luckily, it's been, it's gone well because they have paid me well. But like, I know you, know, you did the stuff for Marcella, didn't you? Did you do scratches as well, or just uh, severed? Uh, yeah, I kind of, uh, I think I went back in to do scratches because he went with Ingram Sparks. So I, I did mm -hmm. severed, and then I kind of went back in to because he was getting it reformatted for ingram and wanted it to look the same so i did that um and yeah i've done like a couple for Gemma and more uh some for steve like i've done loads of steve shreds books mm -hmm. um just loads of people i can't even like there's so many um <laughs> you're so yeah, popular you've done so many books can't even remember <laughs> so many so many um but yeah it's, it's been good like that's that's something i've like kind of picked up and learned along the way by doing it myself um but I love the process of it. So like people asking me to do it, I'm like, yeah, I'll make your book look good. Yeah. Like, I love, I love kind of looking at kind of how to uh, rain Kings too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The Creek. Yeah. I did the cover for that one. as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just, yeah, I just love kind of making stuff look pretty and like artistically and like, I, you know, I just like doing stuff like that. It's just, We've been talking for ages. Yeah, I think we're, I think two, we're good. almost I think we're two good hours. Wow. I just looked <laughs> up and I was like, "Whoa!" I, I like, think Ross is spent. I think he's done. Can't be past my bedtime, guys. <laughs> yeah. We we forgot because it's still daylight here. It's like almost four <laughs> o'clock here. Yes, yeah, like, like my bedtime now. It's, it's Wednesday for you. I know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up a blanket <laughs> in a minute. Just sleep in. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we're good. I don't think there's any more questions. I think we're good. I think we. 
Thanks for coming on, Ross. Ross, we appreciate man. it. Pleasure. Thank you so much. We're all exhausted now. Yeah. <sighs> you were special. We snuck <laughs> we we broke the schedule and snuck you in early. Yeah. I'm special. That that's because you're famous. <laughs> that, that's we had I'm to get famous. the famous guy in. Yeah. I think I think when we started yeah. this, we were like, we won't do Saturdays or Sundays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yet here we are. <laughs> Well, we I, appreciate, I appreciate <laughs> you breaking breaking your rules, breaking yes. our own rules just for you. That's <laughs> going to do it. Yes. So let's let's go ahead and wrap this up, Brad. Uh, so uh, Ross could go bedtime. Uh, thanks everyone in the chat. Thanks for stopping by. It's been another exciting episode of Paper Cuts for my partner Brad Proctor, special guest Ross Jeffrey. Help over to Amazon, buy all the stuff that you can, and look for more stuff in the future from them, uh, and maybe donate to your local animal shelter uh all that fun stuff until we meet again should we tell them who's next i gotta look at my schedule go ahead tease it you don't even know (laughs) wow we're we're backed up aren't we it's thursday this coming thursday at 6 p.m nightworms sadie and ashley will be on oh that's gonna be brilliant it's gonna be fun that's gonna do it guys appreciate everybody stopping by see ya guys